Welcome back to Filmatic Season 4. Yeah, and the crowd goes wild. Yeah, Thank you, thank you. Yes, everyone, welcome back to Filmatic. We are starting up Season 4, fresh and ready with the new Suicide Squad movie. But first off, I would be remiss uh, if I did not do the introduction the classic filmatic introduction so just go one by one here first up uh darian nigro returning to the podcast How, how's it going darian yep i'm here <laughs> i'm here <laughs> all right count it and burnout connor park is here i like i, I don't know why i made Connor <laughs> your middle name i, I did not know <laughs> like you were just calling him a burnout <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this burnout's here <laughs> Now I really do feel like a burnout, my god. How's it going, Connor? How's the album going? It's going alright. It uh, it will be hitting the markets at some point soon. Okay, probably. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what comes out first? Um, Donda or this? That's the Probably real. this, unironically. Okay, yeah, no, that's a pretty fair bet. I'm excited <laughs> to see it happen. Evan, what's going on, Evan? Evan, can you um, introduce yourself without making any fart noises? That's my challenge. For um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded kind of real. That was pretty... Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a fake. That was totally fake. <laughs> <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> All right, Evan. And Manny. Manny. Finally, we have Manny Ray. How's it going, Manny? I'm back. You're back. It's been a Dang. while. It's been a few, few episodes. Since you've been on. I feel like I've been gone forever. You know this. Yeah, last time you were here, I think we were casting the uh, baby as the Flash, which doesn't really work now, given. Don't get into that, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll <laughs> skip. <over. laughs> it's really firing on all cylinders here. So. So you're. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not gonna. So what? You're not gonna, <laughs> so you're not gonna introduce me. Who's that? I was getting to it. I was getting you to it. You said finally, Ray. If I'm being honest, the, the fact that you is. named your name on this thing after me actually confused me. Is probably right. what happened. Oh yeah. So sure. right. you only have yourself to blame. All right. And okay. <laughs> is there another person? Casey, what's going on, Casey? Ooh, How's it going? God. Yeah, ooh, I'm I'm happy to be here. Um. Sure yeah, you are. I know you didn't want me here, Darian. I know you didn't want me here. I know you. This didn't is like John Cena here. versus The Rock. You know, this is I the know kind you of didn't want me here. Or rather, John Cena versus But I'm here. Peace Finally, The Rock has come back to filmatic. Can Woo! Do a rock impression. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> Shut up, that's bitch! Pretty... That's my rock impression. <laughs> Shut up! I'll yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, welcome everybody. Welcome to Filmatic Season Four. I'm so honored you would join me for this premiere episode. N- Nabil, what do you think about the new season of Filmatic? What do I think? It doesn't matter what you <laughs> think. <laughs> All, right. All right, that was good. That was good. <laughs> uh. No, but yeah, season four is going to be great. I think we got a lot of 
you know, movies are kind of coming back. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. You know, Delta Lama, Lambda Garion, you know, Madagascar when he's like Marty. Anyway, that was all right. But no, I mean, movies are kind of coming back. There's a lot of new stuff. Jungle Cruise, starring The Rock. The Rock. Literally, The Rock. The Rock. There you go. That is relevant. It is. Rampage, starring George, the albino gorilla. (laughs) Yeah, um, but... (laughs) Rampage is massive. Rampage is fun. Rampage is the number one movie. Yeah. (laughs) Rampage is about the bond that I share with George. And we fight a giant crocodile, and let me tell you, we we get our asses handed to. (laughs) 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 I forget how it goes, actually. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's almost it's funny how that (laughs) fits a lot of his movies, you know? It's like just fights a, a giant crocodile. I feel like there's like four rock movies where he fights a giant crocodile. I'm sure Which ones? <laughs> I mean, Jungle Cruise also. is going to be the new one, yeah. Jumanji, yeah, Jungle, Jungle, Jungle Cruise, Jumanji, Rampage. Uh, probably Journey to the Mysterious to... Island. Nah, that's a that's a big iguana. Race to Blair Witch Mountain or whatever. You remember that one? Race to Witch Mountain. <laughs> Race to Blair Witch. Blair Witch. <laughs> Dude, that'd be a crazy movie. The Rock and so... Blair Witch sequel. <laughs> <laughs> tooth fairy you know. i don't know why i put the map <laughs> shut up <laughs> it's like uh, wow can you imagine a rock movie but it's found footage what about, <laughs> like, what about like race to the witch it's fucking robert eggers <laughs> but it's also a fast and furious universe movie True. Yeah, you know how it like when they did you know when they did Hobbs and Shaw, like the official name was Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) So it'd be like Fast and Furious Presents Race to Blair Witch Mountain. Holy shit! A Star Wars story. A Star Wars story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, but no, movies are coming out again to some degree. Hopefully, they keep coming out. We'll see what happens. But and uh, you know we've been gifted this this movie. You know the Suicide Squad. I know. We all have some pretty strong feelings about it, I think, overall. I'm excited to get into it with you guys. Do you want to talk about the premiere uh, access that you were granted by AMC? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're so right. Thank you for reminding me. Um, Actually, AMC reached out to me uh, about a month ago and <laughs> talking to the CEO. Um, what was his name again? I talked to so many. Um, I think it was Adam. Adam Aaron. Yeah, Adam, yeah. So I was talking to Adam, and he was talking about how much he loved Filmatic, and he loved our Shrek episode and the Schneider episode, especially you know our last two. And he pretty much just invited me to come to this premiere uh, press screening for the Suicide Squad. Luckily, you know, he gave me an extra ticket. Took Darren along. We went to AMC, saw it in glorious IMAX. Uh, they gave us a free comic book to go with it as well. He even We're- let us pitch the baby as the Flash. <laughs> yeah, we actually did get a chance to speak with him. Uh, was this before okay. the incident? Yes, or? I would say this was like a day before the baby incident, so pretty poor timing. But um, So you had like a conference with like a bunch <laughs> of suited men, like yeah, one of those yeah. big tables. Yeah, exactly. unfortunately, he's the CEO of AMC, though, so he has nothing to do with the flash. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what he kept telling us, but we were really adamant oh, yeah, that the baby should be the flash. We were also saying if you couldn't get the baby chance, the rapper would be a good a good fit as well. 
I don't know. But the baby giraffe? <laughs> chance, chance the baby. Chance, chance the rapper. Chance the baby. Chance the baby. The baby with a chance of meatballs. Right. Chance the baby. Does the rapper? <laughs> what? <laughs> I am lost. I'm officially lost. Okay, but eight minutes in, nine life. minutes in. All right, let's go. Thanks so much to CEO Adam Aaron for giving us that premiere screening. We really enjoyed it, and Woo! I am I am Adam also Aaron. obligated. Yeah, thank. Shout and, uh, out to I'm Adam obligated. Aaron. Yep, obligated to tell you as well that the Suicide Squad. Hold on. The Suicide Squad is still playing in theaters near you. It is also available on HBO Max for a limited time in the U.S. and South Asia uh, until September 3rd, 2021. Just those two places? Oh, oh no. Well, let me confirm as well. You must have the ad-free plan of HBO Max to in order to stream The Suicide Squad. And it's also playing on IMAX and 4DX. And I've been asked to express that uh, specifically. But thank you, AMC, for your money. I mean, for supporting this podcast and for really just uh, giving us a good time. All right. Well, I actually watched it on my couch. <laughs> well, you, you weren't in town. That's why I just took Darian. So. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, you know, I don't, I don't really, I didn't really support AMC in this endeavor, unfortunately. <laughs> but Darian Adams supported us. I did see the green night at amc with casey which was pretty cool yeah in one way or another the bill comes due you know AMC. yeah yeah no it was fun that was my first time being back at like a movie theater since and was everything to your uh, was everything to your liking is there anything you want me to to float over to adam any thoughts or uh, Um, the chairs in the theater were kind of broken ben or casey had a hard time uh Pressing the buttons, I don't. It was difficult for. So interesting. <laughs> what buttons? <laughs> and we have uh, reclining buttons. We're fucking broken. All right. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. There shouldn't be reclining chairs in a movie theater. Okay. You listen, wish no. You can the applause. Shut up. Listen, Cue motherfucker. I went to IMAX, and the seats. The movie was great. All right, we'll, we'll get into it. And the experience was what great. Movie? The biggest problem. The Green su- the Suicide Squad. No, <laughs> motherfucker. The Suicide Squad. When I saw it in IMAX, the chairs were upright. Oh, so go tell fuck Adam yourself. Fuck you. Don't need Aaron a reclining chair. Are you, you trying to sleep? Like, are you I'm trying to watch the movie? No, all right? I'm trying yeah. to watch the movie and be comfortable in my fucking chair. No, right? You're trying to watch the movie never had a fucking angle. All right. You've never had good posture before. It feels yeah, great. Maybe I haven't. All right. So, like, given the option, wouldn't you guys want recliners? I think you guys are just envious of us since we're up here what? in Tallahassee. Hey, man, I, I went to see look. M Night Shyamalan old, <laughs> and I had recliners. Shit, my seat and I had, had a heater, and it hurt my back. I literally yeah. got burnt. Not even metaphorically, I was burnt by reclining chairs at that movie. You said you got burped, like it was patting your back. That would be awesome, but it didn't do that. It just burnt me. Look, where did you? Where was that? 
Yeah, if we if it was reclining chairs, is that illegal? We can't dock. No, it was B and B's Galleria, aka Frank's Theater. They do have a bar. They do have a bar. Don't give them free promotion, all right? They didn't pay us. AMC is gonna be on our ass about this. Fuck B and B. They put Frank out of business. I'm not promoting them. I'm telling them how bad the seats are. All right. I'd sit in an AMC seat any day. Over uh, we don't even need to say their name. Uh, yeah, and um, I think we should just, you know, jump right into it. I mean, first off, I think, you know, it's not a direct sequel, but you guys want to talk about Suicide Squad 2016? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Come on, uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, so uh, for those who don't know, um, Suicide Squad 2016, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's a the previous Suicide Squad film that was directed by David Ayer. Um, but it has a pretty rocky production history. Um, originally, David Ayer made it uh, with only six weeks to write a script, but he still made the movie. However, the movie tested kind of neutral in uh, screenings, test screenings. So Warner Brothers decided to... Uh, well, okay, this also involves another explanation. For those who don't know, most trailers for big movies especially aren't actually made by the people who made the movie. They're made by trailer houses or trailer parks, or there are different names for it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the trailer for Suicide Squad, I don't know if you guys remember, it's the one with Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, God. Why well, you know, uh, have to remember uh, that? Uh, uh. <laughs> exactly. And that, that one, you know, got a, went viral, you know, did very well as compared to the previous trailer, which was the uh, normal movie. So Warner Brothers decided to let the people who made the trailer do a cut of the movie. So wow, they, I didn't know that. That is so, fucking absurd. What? Yeah. So they actually, you know, put the movie through a wood chipper, you know, fucking moved it around, put a lot of music in, right? So then Warner Brothers was like, okay, we have this thing, this cut, and we have the original cut. We'll test both of them. And they tested both of them, and then something really rare happened, which doesn't normally happen, is that they tested about the same. So their solution was to mix the two cuts. And that's what we ended up getting. Uh, and that's 26. why it just looks like a confusing mess. A confusing, dark... <laughs> Disaster. Strange mess where different music plays every two minutes. Or not even two minutes, like one minute. <laughs> um, Sometimes one after another. Oh yeah, literally. Um, I, I think there are some salvageable little, little things in there. You know, I mean... Joker. I don't know. Joker. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean will smith as deadshot you know i mean he's kind of just being will smith but it still made the movie watchable among all the other mess i think a little bit um and that it wasn't as terrible uh what else was good harley quinn was okay i think in general um i'm really a song that Rick Ross song. <laughs> cool. I like I like Even... Batman in it. Batman in it. Oh, actually though, Batman was hyped to see that. He punches he Harley Quinn right in the face. I don't want you this in front of your daughter, Floyd. And he's like Don't stand aside, my daughter. I want to shoot Batman. And then his daughter's like, No, Dad, don't do it. No, Daddy, don't, don't shoot Exactly. Him. And then Batman arrests him. Oh, and then in another scene, Batman is chasing Joker and Harley Quinn. And then they drive their car into the water. The Joker escapes, but Harley Quinn is there, and Batman punches her in the face. And it's supposed to be really funny. Um, and I think, I think wait, was it actually played off for laughs in the movie? 
I remember it getting laughs. I don't know if it was supposed intended to be funny, but I don't know if anyone <laughs> you know, remembers it's a any classic of this. comedic was, situation. No, it was, right? was intended in the movie, honestly. Exactly. Um, exactly. I'm saying, are we promoting a release the air cut? <laughs> True. He did actually come out um, and say, I think, like a week before the Suicide Squad came out. And because basically a lot of the reviews that were coming out in praise of this new one were talking about, you know, naturally we're talking about how bad the last one was and like blaming him specifically. So he came out and released a statement, which I could probably link below, but I think it's worth a read. He's basically like kind of talking about how he kind of grinded to get into the movie business through like independent film and how he really, you know, put his heart and soul into his cut of the movie and how disheartening it was for what happened to happen. I mean, yeah, the studio how he's like, just, yeah, like butchered it, right? Didn't they kind of just like based? Well, I mean, you explained it earlier, but they like, yeah, it's probably not even the same movie if you watch his cut. Oh yeah, and he was talking about how he has to deal with that and whatever. But he's basically was like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. This is it. I'm telling you, this was my experience, and I own. You know that that doesn't represent me and what i did so stop and then he's like okay that's it that's my final statement about this and then following that now some fans are saying hashtag release the air cut um gosh uh what cuts do we need man? yeah i don't really care all that much every director <laughs> I mean, gets their own cut he did of say, every movie yeah <laughs> he did say in the statement that it does exist that a full movie exists and only a handful of people have seen it um so See, the, like I feel like the situation, situation here, though, is like, th- what, like the full movie exists. Does that just mean it's the movie we saw with certain things cut from it? Because there are parts of the no. movie existing, you it know, means, that are just means, not good. No, there's a I lot of deleted problems. But I don't yeah, think no. those scenes could undo a lot of what makes it bad, is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's like, what we have no way of going to fix the Joker's character in the movie. Yeah, to be true. fair, but at the time, and since knows? Jared Leto has been saying that they filmed enough, jo- he claims that they filmed enough Joker footage in 2015 to make an entire solo Joker movie of his Joker. <laughs> oh, God. He, that's yeah, what he claims. It's Jared Leto. Do you think it's <laughs> Release good? Release the, the Leto cut. Know, but it would be so funny. The I Joker cut. The Joker I mean, I'd watch it. It would YouTube. be funny, but... Oh. My point is, we have no way of knowing, but I don't know. Maybe, he, maybe he does have a chance to have his work seen for what it is and not be known for the rest of his life as the creator of that. But piece he got of an shit. Oscar, so or the makeup team. For, oh, the makeup team. <laughs> <laughs> what is his other movie? Um, the one with the cops, right, Manny? Oh, um, with, End of you were telling Watch. me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like End, End of Watch, Watch. and he good? also yeah. wrote Training Day. So, okay, that's pretty hype, actually. I Training Day, fire, End of and Watch. he did Fury. I liked Fury. Yeah, he did Last Furry, year. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Furry. Um, but no, I mean, any any more thoughts on David Ayer and his cut and 2016 Suicide Squad? Um, I mean, it came out exactly five years ago, which is I can't wrap my head around that. That's kind yeah, of yeah. Actually, today at, at the day of filming, it's been exactly five years since the movie came out. Mm-hmm. By the by, the day of film, I mean I'm at day of recording that we're recording this. <laughs> Just to uh, touch on that uh, letter from him again, although, like, I don't necessarily agree with, like, oh, releasing his cut of it, because at this point, this movie is, uh, I guarantee, better than whatever he made. 
So I, <laughs> it's likely. Let alone, or just reading that did make me feel pretty, pretty shit about the whole situation. Because, like, yeah. you know, as someone who, like, cares about, and I think all of us, like, care about film on this podcast, and, like, Slightly. hearing just, like, how fucked the industry is, which isn't a new thing, but hearing that specific story of it and his, his whole background with it. Um, yeah, his, he just, was talked about his upbringing and how fucked that was and stuff yeah. you had to see growing up. It's just uh, pretty fucking depressing. Yeah, to mm-hmm. get out of that and then have that happen to you. Yeah. yeah. And ruin I wonder, your fucking uh, career. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, is he going to be able to come back? Has he? I don't think he's made any. Probably not. You Josh Bray. Trank never came back, man. Well, that was... I feel like that was also a different situation, though. Listen, let me introduce a conspiracy. Like just a brief conspiracy. <laughs> All right. The studio got mad at him for outing their poor work ethic with directors and they displaced the blame for ruining the movie by smearing josh trank and getting his star wars movie taken away from him when in reality the disagreements they probably had on set were reasonable given the amount of interference and overreach that's we're my talking about josh trank now possibility i'm just talking you know on the topic of directors who, also, whose careers were yeah, ruined yeah. by bad superhero movies you know i, I don't know if they can is- come back the difference is there's no reported like thing that David Ayer did on set or to any Bundy. That's fair. I think uh, Josh Trank who like like wrecked a hotel, you know, his dogs were <laughs> shitting everywhere. But, but here's the thing, right? <laughs> <His> dogs were <are> shitting. <laughs> I feel like from what you this. hear, right? Yeah. These like studio execs, you know, you, they they don't want anyone who's gonna Oh, give them trouble. Yeah. You know, they want you to yeah. shut up, do what they want, include cool. their parts in the movie. MCU. <clears throat> MCU. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that is true. Like, he's fucking making a DC Russo movie. Brothers. <laughs> yeah. They might blacklist him, you know, Hollywood tier. Didn't, didn't James Gunn say, like, with this movie, they did not bother him at all? Well, the reason, the circumstances were also different. The circumstances were because James Gunn got fired from Marvel because of the tweets. Yeah. So, literally, like, the, the same week, DC came in, Warner Brothers came in and swooped him up. It's a power and said, we'll play. give you True. anything you want and you can do whatever you want. We want you that bad. And that's how we got this movie, which is uh, pretty interesting circumstances. It's, I guess it's when you involve competition from another side, then that's when maybe creators or so, directors will get their, their due diligence. Yeah. It's the only outside that, that exists to capitalism. Basically, you have to get canceled to get... <laughs> to get <laughs> like a phoenix. Oh, so yeah, in, I mean, by that logic, the baby... Could become the Flash. Maybe <laughs> could become the next Kanye West. <laughs> Album of the year, possibly. It comes out soon. I miss Will Smith. He's going to be in that tennis movie. Okay, I will I say. Think yeah, sorry. That's that silence there. Will Smith's remix of Jaden's icon, icon is more valuable than. Suicide Squad and his performance <laughs> in it. Interesting. I don't know if I've heard the remix. <laughs> he speaks Spanish. That's all you need to know. Oh, wait, maybe he I raps in that. Spanish. It's Fuego. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was intentionally cringe, right? That was the humor. You all laughed. Right. <laughs> I could hear the cringe in your laugh. Right. Um, <laughs> what was that? It sounded like a little Bane impression. Oh, okay. I don't, right. I don't know. Right. 
Right? Right, Tarzan. But it was Fuego. It was Fuego. No, um. I was born in the Fuego. <laughs> Evan, you remember that rapper on Primware with that song, Fuego? <laughs> My bars are Fuego. Yeah, hey. fucking uh, Trifecta, dude. Yeah. Yo, Brito, check out Trifecta. What? Thank you. Everyone go listen to Trifecta on SoundCloud. Yeah, Trifecta941. Shout out Pramore. Shout out Palmer Ranch. Shout out Publix. <laughs> Publix. Shout out Palmer Ranch. Just Publix in general. Yo, shout out uh, Prestancia Golf Club. Shout, shout out, out the uh, <laughs> No, do, we do not shout out the Oaks, okay? Refuse no, to shout don't out. Shout Dude, out it the takes Oaks. like five minutes to drive to Jeff's house once you get through the gate. It's All my absurd. homies hate the oak. Right, we just dox Jeff. They can't get in, man. That place is a fortress. That's true. All the fans are trying to clamor. Alright, you gotta cut this part, but my member number is 6191. Okay, I'm noting the time code. Just beep that out, you know? That'd be funny. My member number is. At uh, 5 feet off point. <laughs> Dude, that's um, so, so funny. So how about that Suicide Squad? What? We're 26. It's called <laughs> The Suicide Squad. No, 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 don't commandeer the podcast, buddy. Whoa, whoa, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, yeah, Casey, know you're fine. I didn't, I didn't know this was going to be My a freestyle. My point is. All right. <laughs> right. It's going to be a freestyle. You guys focused on the wrong aspect of my statement. My, my whole transition here is going to be that idris elba is much <laughs> better than will smith and i don't miss will smith because you know of that idris elba djs as a profession Dude, on the that's side. fucking awesome that's almost as good as will smith rapping on an go icon to elba's, you know if you go to idris yeah. elba's instagram like there'll be like one post for you know his movie that comes out when it comes out but the rest of it is just like him djing and like his company it's insane and he's a badass. He is. And they shouldn't have killed Heimdall. Nice. I don't care much for it. To be fair, they didn't really give him much to do. But... Whoa. Whoa. All right. Well, this is a good discussion point. Did you like Bloodsport as a character in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Uh, I thought the, the daughter thing was kind of just tacked on. Didn't really actually feel like a motivation for him. I think it, it felt like... like, hey... That's just like the plot thread we need to get him into this situation. I see. I thought that's what it was going to be at first, but I feel like they did kind of, and maybe this is a bit shoehorned, and you could argue, but I feel like they used that in a way to like kind of tie together this arc where it's like, is there any good in Bloodsport? And it's like, I mean, not to jump to the end of the movie, but by the end of the movie, it's like, yeah, there is, but also like he doesn't completely do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a good place to leave the character. But I kind of mm-hmm. get where you're coming from. Personally, I thought it was okay. You know, I didn't mind it. Yeah. I, I, at I the end of the that, day, yeah. I agree that it wasn't tacked on because there was a built-out character arc with it. Like Darren was saying, also seen with the relationship between Bloodsport and Ratcatcher 2. I think that... Um, which I think that relationship ties into the greater themes of the movie um, that we can get into if you'd 
like. I also just want to add, I feel like the scene where he's arguing with his daughter, I don't know if we've talked Mm -hmm. about this on the podcast or outside, or maybe I just watched a YouTube video, but like the use of, uh, you know, like people arguing over each other, you know, that just like realistic type of dialogue. I always appreciate. Yeah. Obviously I think there was, it was supposed to be a little bit funny, but also at the same time it felt like, uh, you know, I don't know. It felt like an aversion of like the typical trope where in those scenes it's like very emotional and somber. It's like, I'm going to get you out of here. Because I thought it was just going to yeah. be another Deadshot shit. Well, and that's the thing exactly. is that in the original movie, Deadshot's <clears throat> obviously, you know, you could say that it's not fair to go over everything in this movie and just be like, well, it's better than 2016 version. Well, yeah, of course it is. But I'll <laughs> 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 be like my little voice I did there. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So. In the original movie, Deadshot's whole thing with his daughter, there's like two scenes, and he's just like, man, I, I love you. And she's like, you kill people. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, no, maybe Is that no. not what, the exact same scene that's in this one, though? No, not at all. Well, no, exactly. in this one, she's like, you're a, you're a shit father, and then he's like talking about her dead mom. And, and he's then... like, I don't care about you. Like, And then he... Like, he only does it. Well, he isn't I even gonna know, do it because she's going to jail. No, in the beginning, I mean. I love the line where he's talking about, you know, <laughs> she's a bit of a ditz like her mother or something. She could use a year in juvie. I thought that was good. That was a uh, good representation of how he feels about her, you know. But then, I think in general, Darian was right in that it makes more sense and feels more real than the dead shot one, just because. Oh well, yeah, I definitely agree. You know with what that. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um. It also, I think, is used in a way to like play up the um, yeah to link with Casey. What's, what what's her name? Said. The Radcatcher. No, the oh my gosh, the the director behind Task Force X, Amanda Waller. Yeah, it, it like plays up Waller's character too because oh, yeah, it also, like, yeah. reveals that she's willing to that kill like, a child now, yeah, which is exactly. awesome. <laughs> Waller in this movie she was, was crazy. so much yeah. she was badass insane oh, yeah. I'd argue she's like underrated like secret MVP of the movie yeah no I'd agree they did a really good job and yeah Darren's so- right I think that that's the other reason that the daughter works and I think that it, you'll see that a lot as we talk more about the movies like things aren't like solely linear they don't just have one purpose they usually serve two like at least two uh you know arcs or plot points at a time i feel like yeah even Um, if it is a bit tacked on at least it's not oh we're just setting up his motivations one to join the task force and two for his arc it's also like building up you know waller's character and to a much lesser degree you know it like gives the other characters that are working with waller a reason to uh, you know, like, be willing to stop her at a certain point because, you know, that's fucked up. I just feel like, if anything, that, like, that whole flat point, if anything, like, built up Waller's character more than it built up Idris Elba's. <laughs> yeah, I think the me. rat catcher thing is more important to his character arc even though i mean it's it's what, interconnected like to his relationship so? with his daughter yeah because he's like viewing her as his daughter i think is supposed to be the point but i i agree i think like in the movie the that whole thing with her being willing yeah. to kill his daughter definitely plays more of a role with her character 
and then Ratcatcher kind of like proxies as a daughter figure to him to to build his character arc. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good a good way. And to I mean, at it. the end of the day, like I can't think of a better reason for him to join the Suicide Squad in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see what other thing they could do. Yeah, she, like, has to find something to, like, kind of blackmail him with. You know, that's her style. Like, that works well. And also it adds on because, I mean, they kind of talk about it in the movie, which I think links it to it, but also, like, in the comics, like, well, no, they do link it directly in the movie because it's his fear of rats that stems from his father. You know, his father trained him to be an assassin from the day he was born, is what literally they said verbatim, I think. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see that reflection with his daughter. You know what I mean? So it does link to that, too, where it's, like... I mean, he says it when he's talking to her in that in that you yeah know, about stealing scene. the uh, yeah. the movie yeah, he's like, watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I gotta yeah. say that was pretty. That was, I I thought that was like a good joke, you know. Yeah, you know, and he's like, my my dad, I don't have any good in me, so leave me the fuck alone, you know. My dad wrung the good out of me when I was very young, so. And, and I also, I, I feel like that whole thing of this is like very small, and maybe it's just my. Uh, over interpretation but you know when they're talking about her stealing the movie watch and he's like you know why the fuck would you want to steal a watch that you can watch movies on it's funny but also you know she doesn't have a reason for why and it's like i feel like that's a pretty realistic representation of like what kids do when they just don't have any parental figures you know and just doing stupid shit just because like i don't know it's like what else of attention or yeah you know, it's like so many... seeking something you know, mm-hmm. like subconsciously. I don't know. I feel like that's like. A, well, I mean, she says it. You know, she's like, it, "You don't care that I stole." You know, like that it bothers her. You know? Yeah, like she, she, like it's not like she necessarily consciously thought about that when she was doing it. But you know, when she came there to talk to him, she kind of was hoping maybe that you know he'd actually fucking say something, father. Like, I think in the end, it served its purpose. I don't have any uh, major problems with it. But yeah, I understand like, where you're coming from. Yeah. It didn't, like, bother me. If anything, I'd say, you know, I genuinely liked basically all of the characters in the movie. Yeah. Like, usually in these, like, big superhero movies where it's, like, a big team, there's always at least, like, one or two characters that just kind of, like, you know, sit in the back where the other ones get all the, you know, spotlight. Like, but I, like going into it, I'd think, like, I'd see, like, you know, Ratcatcher and assume it's just going to be, like... You know, Come so. on, that joke was funny, all right, guys? I, mean, I, sn- I snickered. No, I didn't even one. hear you. Like yeah. Milton, like Milton. That's oh, yeah, 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 all right. oh, oh, I'm sorry, Milton. yeah. Oh, Milton. You think his death is funny? <laughs> what the heck? I liked him from the beginning, okay? <laughs> Bro, when he, like, drove that truck? <laughs> it was a van, Evan. <laughs> it was a bus, actually. <laughs> Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> um, Evan, you were saying something. But speaking of characters <laughs> that sit in the back around and do nothing, I think that's like, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I hadn't seen the trailer more than once and you know, oh, didn't yeah. pay that much attention to it. But I think it was very smart for them to just, you know, kill off a lot of the characters. Obviously, they couldn't have that many and retain the strengths of the movie. Can we talk but about like, that opening scene? Yeah, I, it <laughs> yeah, was insane. Let's talk about it. I always forget that there were supposed to be like six or seven more people. <laughs> yeah, it's, I that mean, was it's awesome, awesome, dude. Yeah, <laughs> the way they just like jump into it, you know, lay out all the all the stakes and the fucking music throw them in. Yeah, the great. song was perfect. 
yeah. This is an example I, of a movie that uses songs well, and I think James Gunn has shown he obviously oh, the shots sure. of their dead bodies was awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, I, um, I'll tell yeah, a little story. I'm sorry. I'll tell a yeah. little story that I, I've already said before, but on the podcast, we were watching, I was watching the movie with uh, my partner, Jude, and they were like, I don't think I can watch a two and a half hour long movie with Pete Davidson. <laughs> and then as they say that, he gets shot in the face, which <laughs> I think. Spoilers for Suicide Squad, by the way. <laughs> it was so satisfying. It's true. Yeah, exactly. no, I mean, I was thinking he's that he's played into it. He, I think James yeah. Gunn like knew, like there. I think I think, yeah, that, I think that Pete Davidson knew. Everyone knows yeah. that no one likes Pete Davidson, including Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah, like, he's yeah, such an he, idiot. You know, he can't put on his seatbelt. Like he's too. scared of Weasel. Like it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and they just so many, him in the face. So many tears to the joke. And <laughs> I didn't know. Like I was looking more into like the comic book versions of these characters, like. And apparently, like, he's, like, Blackguard, right, is his name? Yeah. Um, apparently, he's just, like, a fucking idiot in the comics to the point where I was reading about this one storyline in which he gets injected with some, like, serum that's supposed to make him super smart, and it just makes him average. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's, like, perfect casting. And I, I didn't like, know that, but that actually it makes the, it makes the performance that he gives seem he less like her. cringy Pete Davidson spin, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, like everything is so good. Like when he's just like taunting the guard with a gun, he looks like such a doofus. You know what I mean? It's perfect. <laughs> really, like incredible casting, honestly. Oh um, yeah, for the rest of the film, I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, Michael like Michael Rooker's character. Oh yeah, dude. Sure, he was in it. He was seeing it awesome. through his eyes was genius as well. You know. Yeah, he, and then he, switching yeah. it up, like you, you know, like the fake out. I thought that was yeah, so fucking good. <laughs> the guy with the the arms. <laughs> oh yeah, arm fall off boy. Arm or fall the detachable, off. Boy. That's detachable. his name in the comics. The detachable kid. Yeah. The detachable kid. Tdk. All names are letters. <laughs> I will say, I honestly thought I'm kind of sad. They they made they he made Captain Boomerang look cool in two minutes, which it couldn't do in the whole last movie. Like it, and it actually killed him, which was glowing, perfect. Yeah, you know, with it's the funny. glowing like boomerang like send away. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought they actually made this him ain't really your cool. this ain't your usual suicide your, squad. <laughs> this ain't your mama's suicide squad. <laughs> um. Who else in that first bit? I, I mean, like you know, introducing Weasel. someone like yeah. Weasel, Weasel can't dude. swim. Yeah, yeah that's he hilarious. Yeah. Drowning. Well, he lived though. Spoilers, dude. Spoilers apparently, like he's killed like dozens of children. children. Twenty-seven children. I like when he says that. So also, funny. he's like, "Yeah, he's killed." I think he's agreed to do this. I think. Yeah, I think he's. Because <laughs> how do you, you know? Mean? How is he going to agree? Oh yeah, Rick, Rick Flag in this movie so much better. It was insane. I was oh, like, yeah. he's actually an interesting character. Definitely one of the best characters in the movie. I think. Yeah. Um, this is Katana. She's got my is, back, <laughs> and that's why he died, dude. She wasn't there. I mean, Peacemaker. Um, what a joke. Peacemaker. What did you guys think of that line? That was pretty. It's awesome. I think one thing they did good, really good with uh, Rick Flag in this movie versus the other one. Like, in the other one, okay, I guess you could say it's kind of a development if you're treating that one as the first movie, which, to be honest, the first movie, like, could not even be canon. You know what I mean? It has so little impact on this movie, other than the fact that a few characters reappear. 
but they never reference anything or there's no indication. It technically you know I mean? could have happened. Yeah, I, no, mean, I know. Well, the only thing they really Quinn's say is like, oh, this is honor roll to Harley Quinn and that's it. True. That's like that, true. And she's, she already knows Boomerang and stuff. But... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't need to be connected, you know? There's no, it doesn't have to be at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I, because in the first movie, Rick Flagg is like, all right, you stupid idiots. Yeah. Don't stab me in the back, uh, Harley Quinn, you crazy clown lady. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in this movie, it's more like the comics where he actually like ca- treats them as equals. You know, even in the beginning when he shakes Savon's hand, I thought that was a cool shot. It's like slow mo, like shaking his hand. Anyway, my point is that <clears throat> it shows that he actually has respect for them, even though he's like the military officer. He doesn't have a bomb in his neck. You know what I mean? He still treats them as equals throughout the mission. Um, so that was pretty cool. Rick Fly, good. Speaking of Savant, the opening scene where he kills the bird. Obviously, you know, after he dies, he's being... I feel like my point is here. I just want to talk about the use of birds in this movie. Fuck yeah. just been a coincidence. I'm so ready for this. There were so (laughs) many instances of birds being, like, important imagery. And I don't necessarily know if I, like, felt that it represented something. But I got it. I got it. When you're you're done. Yeah, no, I just wanted to bring that up because... I don't even... By the end of the movie, I was like, there are so many intentional shots of birds. It was like... The opening scene, Savant kills the bird. He dies. The bird eats him. The birds, when Harley Quinn is with the the new president, I forget his name. And then later on, there's also birds near the end of the movie. Yeah, he has like that giant bird cage, you know, in there. Yeah, that whole romance. And then they kill all the birds. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. And then there's also, I can't remember exactly what it is, but there's a scene near the end of the movie where there's a bunch of birds flying and it's like, you know, happy ending, but I don't know. There's there's a joke with King shark and the bird too. Yeah. Yeah. Bird. Well, (laughs) I think it's really interesting because, you know, if, you know, you can like take the movie as a fun, just like, you know, pointless movie, which I think is completely okay way to look at it. And I think it's the way a lot of people will, but the, uh, the birds thing for me, um, and it, relates to so many other things in the movie with also like all the things you said and also like the king shark with the fish in the tank and then when they're released they attack him (laughs) you know it's i think that it's like saying something cool about like the idea of like control and people being like held down by certain systems Mm -hmm. um like caged birds and when the bird is kind of in the cell with him savant can like kill it but then it comes back around to eat him. Um, and I yeah. think that, like, what I took away from that is, like, the connection between, like, not only, like, the characters and the situation they're in where they're completely out of control but um, are kept in control by Waller and the government, but also, like, the people of, um, fuck, what's it called? Corte Maltese. Um, and, like, that storyline with, like, the people and control by the government and different things i thought like that was a really strong theme throughout the movie that like i thought was pretty cool to talk about wouldn't starro be the biggest representation of that yes dude when they all fly out like birds towards them yeah it's pretty cool being caged by uh peter capaldi and being abused and molested yeah exactly there's it's so there's so many things throughout i think it's a really strong theme Look, uh, Connor, uh, yeah. Burnout, you know, you mentioned 
here's okay so here's the comparison i'm trying to make connor right all right the thinker right he works with these creatures and he experiments on them right he does things to them okay mm-hmm. on the other hand you mentioned your father what did he do um holy fucking shit. <laughs> um, god damn it god <laughs> something with dolphins if i'm recalling correctly did you want to tell us about that um keep in mind whatever you say will be censored so <laughs> dad made it <laughs> that's horrible I'm... that's really fucked up <laughs> I don't like god damn it wait i don't get it what <laughs> fake fan. Uh, wow, Evan. Wow, fake fan, Evan. God, you're so. God, you didn't even get the yeah. joke. Wow, Evan's. Guys, let's make fun of Evan now. <laughs> Evan. <laughs> Wait, no, but is it like um dolphin? Like, yeah. <laughs> your dad was <laughs> dolphin. My dad. <laughs> oh, for the dolphin and dolphin tail. Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't actually know that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I don't. I. How does that? I didn't know that. <laughs> Can I propose a question to the council? No, oh, fuck you. Oh. Yeah, okay. Now you can. Connor can answer first. Oh, okay. Oh, here Do we you go. think that the movie benefited from being rated R with the cursing and the violence? I think... 100%. Yeah, I think personally, like, just the fact that it had that amount of glory and still maintained, like, the comedy behind it, I think just made it more enjoyable. Like, for me, the scene when... um. Pete Davidson just gets shot in the face right at the beginning. And you're like, holy shit. Like, that drew me in right away. And the whole rest of that first scene, too, yeah. how fucked it is. I think, I don't know, maybe some people might see it as, like, a little, like, I don't know, immature or... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I kind of hate that, like, view of it. But I could see some people saying that with, like, all the cursing. Yeah, except and... that's the point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah um, exactly. It was Who fun. cares? It was, it was a fun. fun movie. <laughs> yeah, it was stupid, exactly. and it was fucking ridiculous most of the time. But it was more fun than I've had watching a movie exactly like, in so long. One hundred percent. I think it's pretty insane going in not knowing, like <laughs> until walking into the the movie theater that it was rated R, essentially. Yeah, I, I know, know, it was ten minutes before. Adam let us know on the way in. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> you check it yeah, out. I didn't ID know I'd have to show like... my ID. Yeah. yeah, I think it. I think it benefited the movie being rated R. I think they, you know, I think it was. Uh, it just added more to it and made it more outrageous, you know. Mm-hmm. And it allowed no. them to, you know. Have more freedom. If it was PG thirteen, it definitely still could have been done. But yeah, I don't think it would have been able to be the same level of. It wouldn't have had the mean? same character. It wouldn't yeah, have I the mean, same character. You wouldn't like have the same was, shots. I mean, yeah. If there was like another PG thirteen version of it that maybe came out like five years ago and was shit, like you <laughs> know, like with worse writing. And Listen, I, I'm not gonna start advocating that cut. this is uh, the solution to everything. All right. But what rated R superhero movies have been bad or worse than PG thirteen superhero movies? Because so I don't true. think there are any. Logan um, was really Logan, good. Dude. Deadpool one and two were good. This movie was good. Am I missing one? I might be. Let's I mean, see. out of out of Marvel and DC, obviously. I think some I people don't like to watch Kick-Ass or Watchmen. Watchmen. But, 
Dude, Watchmen is dope. I've only heard good like things Watchmen. about them. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just throwing names out there. Um, what about Rated R, Batman vs. Superman? All right, fuck I have you. not or, seen Or Justice it. League. Justice League was good. Snyder Cut. Sorry, Snyder, Snyder Cut. Was, was, Sorry. was good. It wasn't... It was just... It was good. Did right. I didn't even know it was Rated R. That I was going to watch the cut. Sharif Cut? Yeah, no, it's still in uh, production. No, but wasn't I supposed Dude. to like watch it before... Season four starts or something. Yeah, you were supposed to, but the studio is interfering a little bit, so I'm kind of having some pushback. It might yeah, be like, really bad. But Aaron Adam is going to help us. For those, for those who don't know, <laughs> during the, the Schneider Cut episode, after two hours, we it was revealed that Evan actually never watched the Schneider Cut movie. So as his punishment, so as to not be banned from the podcast, he has to watch an edited version of Batman v Superman by me. And I'm going to I'm gonna edit it. I'm going to... You know, throw in some Joey's World Tour, throw in all kinds of different, <laughs> all kinds of different jokes for some him. Some secret messages, Wait, you know. Hold on, not to not to like re retract, but did you just say that he was on the podcast for the new mm-hmm. movie and didn't watch it? <laughs> yes, correct. Well, that, that's that was the, you know, that was the uh, joke. That was the, look. You know, it was a, you know, I did a little social experiment. You, you did so get it. Was that it actually, if you listen that... to it. No, it was like at the last minute. He was like, "I want to be on it, but I haven't seen it. Can I? Can we do this joke?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay, it's funny." And if you listen to it, actually, he did a pretty good job. And you know, we kind of start slowly, like improv, like reveal little pieces, and at the end, he like reveals it. I think it worked That's out. That's good. Right. I gotta, I gotta yeah. listen to the podcast. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite podcasts. Unironically, I need to I watch think. the movie first. Also, I haven't seen it. True. I haven't even seen the original because I just didn't give a shit. But this movie, this movie actually made me kind of care about DC because if they continue making movies this quality, I will give a shit. See, the problem is it hasn't done that for me retroactively about the other movies that happened before, unfortunately. But like, I'm hyped for the new Batman. I mean, I already was hyped for the new Batman. But like, oh, I'm gonna come. I'm literally. When that I will come to the movies. Come to the movies. Oh, oh. Well, I think you're sensing a theme here that all the best DC movies have no connection to the other ones. They're all, you know what I mean. Uh, well, it really highlights the fact that you don't need a cinematic yeah, universe. Exactly. Suicide True. Squad, the Batman. Even you could argue Shazam. I think for what it was and what it intended to be it was pretty good. And again, Dude, it wasn't connected to anything. Fuck cinematic universes. Yeah. Like, I think there are, like, obviously, like, cool moments that you can get out of having connected movies, and, like, it makes for, like, these, like, you know, dream kind of moments. But, like, also, I think when the movie can just focus on itself and not have to pay respect Mm -hmm. to another director and writer's vision and their universe, you know? It takes so much more out of it than it than it actually gives like like the little moments you're talking about are great but like yeah it's just you know maybe maybe i've come around on the whole spider-man far from home being a shit movie thing looking back at it now is that the second one yeah i mean like pretty i don't know what it we'll continue talking about this movie obviously but like i think that it it really just like shows you in a lot of ways mm-hmm. what a superhero movie should be. And, and no, that's it's just like fun. Like, yeah, why yeah, are it, it makes it harder to go back. not fucking fun. Yeah. Like, it, what yeah. are you doing? Because but the, I, I think they can also be serious. But when you, 
I don't know. I think honestly, when you start trying to like ride the line between both, I feel like that's when bad comes out of Marvel. If that makes sense. I think Marvel also just became mediocre because what we mentioned, uh, you know, like 20 minutes ago about how when you just hire directors to complete a job and all the action sequences are completed in previous three years prior to when the script is written. You know what I mean? There's only so much a director can do at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't, which I should mention, I don't know if anyone, for those who don't know, most of the Marvel action sequences are, com are rendered in CGI at least two years before the movie is even finished in pre-production. Dude, they and must have they ran around that. slipped crazy. it into black. There's a pretty Panther. interesting. <laughs> oh, that black Panther <laughs> scene! Holy fuck! Oh ending scene. God, There's a really interesting. I'll link the video so below. I think, it's a, I think it's a like a vulture or a wired video. They show some of that footage. I think I've seen like, that one actually. Yeah. yeah, like Infinity War, like in 2016 or 15. You know, they completed that big action scene at the end. My point I is, just wanna... yeah. I just want to add really quick before we get too far from it. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to disagree with Casey, right? Sorry to go off of the CGI stuff, you know. But I think um, CGI. <laughs> it's like Thank you, you know, Charlie. a superhero movie should just be fun. But also, I think like Batman will be dead serious, or like if we want to go back, like Logan was dead serious, and that was also really good. You know what I mean? That's that's true. I think that. Um... You know what Nabil said about like where when they try to, it's mostly just about like what does Depends the story the yeah, call yeah. for you want because <laughs> exactly. like, if it's the Suicide Squad, you don't want like not to keep relating it back to but like 2016 like that was just not like the I don't know and and like I think that if it's like a dark fucking Batman comic, obviously it calls for. A more mm -hmm. serious movie or like if it's the fucking dark knight trilogy like it's it's just like well yeah and it's when like a, when a director has an actual vision for it mm -hmm. then like it actually comes out either an enjoyable experience and like just fun and doesn't have to have a lot of serious deep meaning or it can be a enjoyable serious movie and with dark themes and i don't know I think um, even with DC, you know, you take like Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman, whether you like it or not, it was his vision, you know what I mean? Versus like in the Whedon cut of Justice League, they try to force in all this Marvel stuff, the jokes and the quips and everything. And it just doesn't work with the characters that he established as Batman and Superman in the previous movie. You know what I mean? It's just not what he was going for. So it doesn't work. So you don't want that. You know, you don't, it doesn't make sense. So you're right. You're both right. It, it, it don't, totally relies on A, how the creators paying respect to the source material or whatever, again, whatever they want to do with it, they state what they're going to do and they do it. And that's what I love about this movie is that in the beginning, it tells you what kind of movie it's going to be and it does it. And it feels right for numerous reasons because, you know, because of the source material, like I said, I keep saying it, but because of that and because of the director's vision. So. And I think also it might be a good time to just backtrack a little because yeah, we can jump I might have come off as uh, talking in like absolutes or something. But I think another strength of the movie is that like while it is just a lot of fun and doesn't take itself too seriously, it still like makes you care about the characters and like works in some serious There's surprising emotion type in scenes. this movie. Yeah, like I and I think like a similar thing is like it feels like 
I don't want to just be like, oh, this movie is Deadpool. Like it's trying to be Deadpool or something. I just feel like it's got a similar vibe where it's like you actually care about, you know, Ryan Reynolds or uh, <laughs> you care yeah. about Wade. Well, that's funny. You care about Wade Wilson's relationship, but also it's not like the movie is like bogged down by unnecessary, like emotional, sad scenes. And then, you know, they flip back to super funny third wall breaking stuff. Like it, it's like mixed. Well, almost like a, like music tier, you know, it has I to don't like, know. it got a little flow. messy in my opinion towards the end. Suicide squad. Or yeah. Is that what? Like, yeah. What, what were you, what, what do you mean? Can you elaborate? Like, I don't know. I just kind of felt like the, the third act of the movie, like when the sorrow battle was happening and, I forget if it was maybe beforehand when they were doing the whole, like, you know, when the, the people knocked out Amanda Waller because she was about to, like, you know, kill them all. It, it got, like, it kind of lost, like, a lot of its fun for me around that part. Really? I still enjoyed the Starro fight, but I, 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 I don't know. I thought it was, like, a little boring. <laughs> Uh, I, I would say the opposite. I don't know. I think it was actually pretty thrilling when they turned their back on her and, you know, you, she's about to blow their heads up and mm-hmm. they, you know, obviously, like you said, take her out. I think it, I think it makes the fight more exciting. Played off a little funnier. Because it's like they're, they're <laughs> I would really love to see like, all the characters just be like, man, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. This is bullshit. We're not fighting this giant fucking starfish. You know? <laughs> I don't know. That's just me griping, I guess. But like, I do think the like the the Star fight itself was very like funny. I thought it was a, uh, I especially like the, the scene where did you like the eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah the that's eye. what I was yeah. just about yeah, to say. When awesome. she jumps into the eye, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I think it's cool because with all the gore, you're expecting just an eye to be stabbed, you know. But, but it, it gives you like, this very, it's so soothing. It slowed you know? down like, for yeah. a second and had this just very out of place, but like almost surreal scene <laughs> with the fucking yeah. like, oh dude, the rats just like eat all of its the yeah. literal like guts of this starfish and yeah. the whole thing just filling up with the blood as Harley Quinn's just like in like almost this like dazed, she almost like. I, it seemed like almost euphoric. <laughs> yeah, she was in awe of what was happening. It was so beautiful. <laughs> Here's um a fun fact, actually. You know, Harley Quinn in that scene is swimming in the, well, I don't know what the word is, bodily fluid of Starro, I guess. The <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I. But I actually rewatched the first like thirty minutes of Suicide Squad today, the uh, 2016 one, and when Batman is chasing the Joker and Harley in the car, and he's about to crash the car in the water she's she's like put in i i can't swim and then it goes in and batman has to save her because she can't swim mm-hmm. but in this movie she can swim so therefore Character. i argue that 2016 suicide squad is not canon harley That's quinn probably. learned to swim uh, or hey i have an idea maybe yeah. after three films now one of them was like a whole movie about her dealing with her breakup with the joker she's become independent birds of prey she's become wholly independent on herself did, wait, did anyone see Birds of Prey? I did see it. No. Okay. Uh, what did you know? Me? Something interesting I read really quick. Yeah. I I, I've seen Birds of Prey also. Okay. <laughs> I, I I don't know exactly to what extent. I just saw this as an article title. Uh, James Gunn 
the quote-unquote was unaware of birds of prey while making the suicide squad i don't know what at what stage or if it was up until the movie was pretty much fully written or what but it's pretty interesting so i want you to look into it unironically that's kind of surprising because it feels like it actually flows very nicely off of the development of birds of prey i don't know if you agree manny but um i think it is important because that one okay i don't know if that was just a way for them kind of to get out of having to deal with Jared Leto or something like they you know that whole movie was about making her an independent character instead of always Joker's girlfriend and so this movie kind of gets to has the um benefit of being the next step in that (laughs) and and this kind of new reimagined rejuvenated character yeah it actually comes off well I was that is true like I noticed I haven't seen Birds of Prey either but like just between both suicide squads like there's a clear difference in yeah you know the portrayal of her character yeah i know that's why it surprises me is because the scene with her and the president of uh corto maltese um that felt like straight out of birds of prey in the tone and the yeah. way she was acting you know so i'm surprised actually that he's claiming he didn't see it yeah i uh i found out what he said if it, i'll just yeah, read sure. the quote To be completely honest, I didn't even know about the Harley movie when I was writing the screenplay. I found out about that awful late in the process. But I knew that no matter which way you look at it, Harley has a past relationship with the Joker, so I needed her to be coming out of that, and I needed her to make a healthy choice from her perspective about where she's going in life and not being dependent on men. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It still makes sense because that is the natural next step, yeah. Basically. Yeah, and I, I think this article sums it up well, this person that wrote this. Uh, it's just like he understands the character, even without knowing about that movie, enough to write it well, you know? I kind of like See, how Margot Robbie played her like, in this movie. She seems yeah. like very, like, almost dazed, kind of like daydreaming through it. <laughs> I thought she was great. I loved that scene with the president, the fucking music, and... uh <laughs> and then when he when she shoots him and i loved like the fucking uh like uh, where she's like captured and stuff too uh, <laughs> she's yeah. in that like that big ditch <laughs> and she's like well, she gave me he gave me the uh the javelin i like i like the javelin <laughs> the javelin was good big fan of the javelin <laughs> um but i you know the scene where she's captured and they're like interrogating her and oh, she yeah. gets the key from that guard with her foot mm-hmm. right so, unironically, this is not a joke. Apparently, like two or three days ago, uh, Quentin Tarantino was asked about Suicide Squad. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Oh, you can look yes. it up. This is Suicide good. Squad. And he's like, yeah, I know the, the scene where she was captured and did that trick. That was that was my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Dude, Shame I, swear, I swear. Google it right now. I swear. Shameless Tarantino. Dude, he's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. Unironically, like... Watching the scene, I was like, "This feels like nearly could be foot fetished here." If this was Quentin Tarantino, I literally that was, was my first that, thought too. Unironically, that was... that's so funny that that actually is just confirmed. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a strange timeline we live in. Um, but uh, I just want to go back really quick to Evan talking about you know the the latter part of the movie, the fight with Star getting kind of messy. You said. Also integral, I feel like, to that act, if you will. I- I'd say it's the same act. How did you feel about the the stuff with Peacemaker, you know, sure, right before Peacemaker. the start of fight? Let's talk Peacemaker. I think the 
conflict between what is what's his name Bloodsport and Peacemaker like clearly they had you know that beef forming throughout the movie but like I don't, See, actually I don't know like here's yeah sorry, I think I it was kind of now. satisfying and to like to see them you know duke it out at the end <laughs> so the but, vote the the scene where they're walking through the village kill all the people that was and, then and they turn out the to be the good guys yeah, yeah that was the best scene in the movie in my opinion uh, i really I like you know when he goes you know blood sports like no one likes to show off and then peacemakers like unless what they're showing off is dope as fuck i thought that was a pretty good delivery by john <laughs> it's john cena dude john cena is so good job, man, and then blood sport re- replies with the He's right. <laughs> yeah. He's right. yeah. I think John Cena was my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, definitely stand out. Um, <laughs> Which is like, sure. I was not expecting that. WWE has perf- some good outfits. I was going to say, his performance in this movie makes me think he's the best out of them, out of that bunch, mm-hmm. probably. Between Batista. The Rock. <laughs> the Rock is definitely the worst. Yeah, Dave Batista's pretty good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Reigns. Vin Diesel pretty- was not a wrestler, right? <laughs> No, no Vin Diesel is just a just an He's asshole. just yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> Vin Diesel just never learned how to speak. <laughs> Basically. He just well, just Facebook lives. Dude, Doing I a live. I love the theme of just like casting fucking illiterate actors to play like the big stupid characters. Sylvester Stallone <laughs> plays the show. <laughs> exactly. Dude, Sylvester Shark. Stallone sounds like he got fucked up in a boxing match <laughs> or Vietnam. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, Shark, my favorite character in the movie. I cried when the fishes attacked him. Dude, ironically. yeah, it was like yeah. insane how emotional when he they made me building. feel about King Shark. When like I thought he was there dead. were a few scenes. Like... Yeah, well, all leading up to that, the scene where he's like sitting alone while they're in the bar <laughs> drinking, yeah, that kind just of felt right. sad. The scene where, like, he makes the thing for Peacemaker, and then he turns around and everyone's gone. And then right after that, the fish scenes, yeah. uh, fish scene happens. Well, both of them, you know, he yeah. sees them and then they attack him. Apparently, I don't know, it was crazy. The scene where you mentioned when he, Peacemaker, like, notices the others are getting in the elevator and goes and follows them. You know, you don't realize it on first watch, but he's going because he has ulterior motives, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that was pretty smart. Um. Also, I feel like the thing with Peacemaker and his like twist and all that, I think it works so well because they they set him up to be this caricature where it's like he's a perfect soldier, you know, he'll do anything for peace. My point is, I think that that's what they were trying to do with the Rick Flag in the 2016 Suicide Squad, but it doesn't work mm-hmm. as well because that's not his character, and it was poorly written. Any obviously, my point is, I think that if you were to inject a perfect soldier into the Suicide Squad, that is what it would look like. And I think it's great that they actually used Peacemaker for that purpose rather than Rick Flag. Yeah. Um, I, similarly. For sure. Yeah. I would also say that King Shark is a better Killer Croc because Killer Croc was oh. also that man-eating Killer- like, Exactly! Oh, Killer Croc was just, Big Joke was like, I want to watch BET, yeah. which felt kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> and Fried Chicken, too. He literally wanted yeah, no, to Yeah, literally. He actually was like... <laughs> when the shark just yells... Fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, that was hilarious. I, I want to bring this up. I know I've talked to Nabil about it, and maybe maybe Evan, I also Casey. But, uh, I mean, I just, just for everyone, I guess, <laughs> comparing King Shark 
to the role of like Groot, for example, mm-hmm. King Shark feels so much more satisfying as like a comic relief type of CGI character. Yeah. Than any other character in that role. Like the Honestly, only- it's sad, but he's better than the Hulk, I think, in the MCU. Agreed. Yeah, I'd agree with that, especially after Endgame. Um <laughs> Ragnarok, okay, Ragnarok kind of puts some competition, but there's a lot more shitty Hulk character development and humor throughout the MCU than in Ragnarok. You know what I mean? There's more bad. It sucks. Oh, uh, I would be down to watch uh, another, like, solo Hulk movie. Angley's Hulk. Remember when Gobo used to talk about that a lot? I I don't know if you remember In a good way or a bad way? I think a good way. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't mind Good. Edward Norton as Bruce Banner. A side note, Evan, I don't know if you knew this. We might have talked about it already, but for anyone that doesn't know, they can't make a solo Hulk movie yeah, because the Universal. deal with Universal is yeah. that they get like the the privilege to Ensembles. get the last look at the movie, and then if they want to, they can choose to distribute it and get all the profits from whoever made it. Yeah, and there's and like no word on whether or not that deal ends, or if yeah. so, when. <laughs> Well, well we Disney got Universal. Right? Oh no! If that you know, happens, Disney will own everything, dude. You think Disney will buy DC someday? Like in the next like five years, you think it's possible? No, no, not five years. I do think Manny and I talked about this a little bit in uh, our fan casting the Justice League episode, but I do think after talking to Manny about it and hearing some stuff, Marvel versus DC movie could be coming sooner than we think. Huh. And I don't know how to feel about that. But um, you gotta admit it would be crazy. The multiverse really sets it up. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about how much money it would make. Like, I, I, dude, I would honestly be hyped just to see how they do it. I don't think it would necessarily. I like. I wouldn't have high expectations for it to be good as a movie. But like, I definitely would want to go see it, just like, like everyone else. Is yeah. that the biggest? Is that the peak of superhero films? Like, what do they do after that? Like, that's like the biggest. Exactly. Well, it felt like first it was, you know, Avengers, then it was Batman versus Superman. And Infinity War. Endgame. What's like the next shit? Freaking DC versus Marvel versus Disney. Capcom versus Disney versus versus Lego versus... I mean, Far From Home is like a step towards Marvel versus DC. You know what I mean? Far From Home. Yeah, yeah, No Way Home, my bad. We don't talk about that. Oh, true. Also, Alfred Molina just got married. I don't know why. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of questionable. <laughs> no, I meant to say, I don't know why I, I said that. But Yeah. Yeah. I, I did actually see that as well. Good, congratulations, Alfred Molina. You'll be receiving the Filmatic Podcast gift basket. Um, <laughs> no, he married the lady who's in charge of like something in Disney. Like she something. directed Frozen and she's in charge of like marketing. I don't know. He didn't marry the lady from Spider-Man 2? No, she died. Oh my god, oh, wait, in real that. life? Oh, in the movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude, she, the glass in her eye in the movie? I mean, Rosie, bro, come on. Rosie. Oh, Rosie, I love this boy. <laughs> Dude, what um, are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, we just sound like we're. <laughs> we're just something for Rami Spider Man. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I like those god. ones. Those ones are good. Well, I'm not a huge fan of the third one. I know you guys like. Totally simp for Spider-Man three, but like, okay, simp for okay, wait. <laughs> uh, no, that's I definitely I'll simp, simp for man. Spider-Man three. It depends yeah. how you define simp, but I don't think it's a terrible movie. That's for sure. Um. Anyway, let there be carnage. 
Let there I be mean, it's a, it's an interesting further example of like studio, studio over, you know, overreach. Yeah, yeah. Get the Raimi cut of Spider-Man Three. Come on, man, <laughs> that'd be epic. You guys see, uh, like Evil Dead by Sam Raimi. Those are like I need to watch the earliest movies. The first one. Bruce yeah. Campbell is hype though. Oh yeah, you'd love them. They're so fun. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see his take on uh, Doctor Strange. You know. Oh yeah, because he's directing that one. Um, anyway, let's circle back. Yeah, so uh, like guess, Peacemaker. Yeah, Peacemaker. I love how they like just make him like just a total hypocrite throughout the movie. <laughs> just how yeah, he's like hilarious. constantly just killing like innocent lives and shit. That's crazy because like in the comics, like he just is a fucking mental case, like. His dad like killed himself when he was like three years old. I will say, so kind of like haunts him. Yeah, yeah. I will say it makes his like kind of double cross at the end of the movie more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like just you know having him turn like that, and it makes sense. You know anything for peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do I I don't know I I thought Idris Elba was so good as Bloodsport and. I would love to see more, and I hope he does. Hope in some capacity, we get more blood sport. But then, if we don't, I don't. I don't mind either because this is again another reason it's a great comic book movie is because it has a solid arc. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where you don't have to be left wanting more or waiting for the setup for more, like some other uh, franchises. <laughs> Except the after credit scene leading into With the Weasel? Peacemaker HBO show. Oh, okay. That I'm actually excited to see. I'm so excited for that because. Peacemaker, such a good character. I, I, I think we, we could talk about him more. I mean, fucking... Um, Do you th- yeah. I think it's really interesting, like, how the movie... Um, I'm not saying it's, like, it's, like, groundbreaking, but, like, talking about, like, American imperialism and... Um, well, it's definitely like, an overarching theme. Oh, know? yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it's, like, the really giant cool American see flag in the beginning in a blockbuster movie. Like, um... I don't know. I think it's not. It's not like it's never been done before. But like to see it kind of like and be like, yeah, we. This is like it's. It just feels very real. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the giant American flag, and then it's like all the people the that walk out in front of it are sent off to their death as a <laughs> fucking distraction. Yeah. <laughs> and like they talk about it a lot with the, you know, the whole situation where they're trying to use Starro as a weapon. And like these people, the Suicide Squad, they're not even like doing it for their country. <laughs> they're doing yeah. it because they're basically forced to. They're forced to, yeah. I like this trend, like with some superhero uh, franchises. There's that comparison of superheroes being a brand. So I, I was also thinking of Homelander and Peacemaker. Well, uh, yeah, I was gonna say there's a connection there. There's in, there are some know, of the boys similarities for sure. Yeah, and Watchmen. That, that's another big idea. It's like, oh, these heroes are contracted contracted by the government, or mm-hmm. like a. Uh, What's his name? Superman in The Dark Knight Returns is the same thing. He's just a government puppet. So it's like, it's a very interesting, uh, what's the word, commentary mm-hmm. on the United States. What did you think about, I don't know if you've seen it, Manny, but the same thing in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes, there you go again. I name? think it was really well done, not to branch so off the step in the right direction that, for Marvel, for sure. Even like that's yeah. War Machine and Iron Man 2. Okay, fine. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You have to repeat wait, that. War Machine. Iron Man 2. We watched I love one. Iron Man 2. Yeah, it's a good yeah, one. Yeah, War Machine. He's kind of uh, somewhat of an example of that. 
I guess no, yeah. yeah, no, you're actually right. Yeah. That's a good They're example. Kind of the making one, an put, icon out of him. And the third yeah. one they I make. I thought that was in the third one. Patriot. Yeah, Iron Patriot. No, no, no. No, no, but in the second no one, he, he this uh, big works arc. with Justin yeah. Hammer. No, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. This big arc where he wants to bring the suit to the military. Yeah, and true. Tony keeps telling him no, and he's like, fuck it, and he does yeah, it. He kind of like just takes it from Tony. Yeah. You know, War Machine actually has an arc in the MCU, which is weird to think about. That's why he won an Emmy for Falcon Winter Soldier, bro. It's true. It's fact. Good bullshit. <laughs> Dude won an Emmy for a minute long scene. Wait, he actually did? Or yeah. sorry, I don't know if did he win? I'm yes, he's nominated. Did. Oh my Wait, god. Wait, no, no, sorry. Wait, no. I think he was only nominated. Not still, that still the fact that he got nominated. Don Cheadle he, he was nominated Cheadle? for Space Jam, a new legacy. He's <laughs> gonna get the Oscar. LG rhythm. <laughs> Come on, King! Fight for your life. Uh, space. I think that'd be a funny one. We could do that. That'd be a fun. I couldn't show. finish that movie, man. That shit's. So oh, bad, dude, bro. it was. Fucking... Oh, it took it took a few tries for sure. Bunch of hoopla. Hoopla. <laughs> really? There's just no other way to describe that movie other than fucking hoopla. I thought Connor was about to defend it. Like, really? It's not that bad, guys. <laughs> no, the movie was awful. It was so fun. It had like on, Mad Max scene and and awesome and, uh, Harry Potter world, Matrix, awesome Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. Was Joker? Yes, he was. He was like really? in the background, right? Yeah, yeah and was. they had the Joker oh, poster. The mask. For like five seconds. Too. Which Joker oh, was yeah. Nicholson? Why do I know that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're a little too quick to answer there, and you're like, right up the floor. Was, was, um, <laughs> no, be, I, I know because it's funny because during the, I don't know if you've seen it, Darian. I don't know. I don't remember if you said he did, but during the scene with the big game, they have all the characters <laughs> behind them, and it's like, they're all like oh running God, out of the hills. It's Batman and Rabbit and Joker, and they're here to see the, ba-. but they're just like, it's blurry, right? But they're all just like cosplay tier yeah. <laughs> versions of the characters. There's no indication that they're any version of any actual character or iteration. It's just like a cosplay of Batman, a cosplay of Robin, a cosplay of the Joker. It's hilarious. Are they animated or are they real? No, they're like real people standing in the background. It looked like in the trailer, the Matrix characters were CGI to me. (laughs) The thing is, they were animated, right? They have like all the characters standing around the court, but like they're all just looking in different directions and because it was dances and shit. And like it goes on for so long that you can just like see all these characters just repeating the same actions and just they're it's just so distracting <laughs> i'm, I'm also certain it didn't it didn't line up either with the tone or what was going on in the foreground like it would be like lebron james's son being like i hate you dad yeah and they're all like I'm cheering in the, the back and they're like woo but gungam style and then the joker is like doing it back Literally, I'm pretty sure the Joker does a backflip at one point, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not the Joker, then it's Batman. Either way, it's funny. Dude, it's so bad that the way you were describing that initially, Evan, sounds like fucking the final fight in Endgame. <laughs> Just a bunch of people in the background that are, like, doing the same repetitive <sighs> actions over and over, and it becomes <sighs> distracting. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like... Just visual barf. <laughs> it just At least smells. there's color in Space Jam, you know? <laughs> that just gray that movie white. fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. the, t- the, the, like, title credits is just, like, 
random clips of LeBron of James LeBron. being hyped. They, they circle jerked LeBron so hard. Everyone circle calls jerk. him king. Everyone yeah. calls him king for some reason. No one ever calls him by his name. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> Yo, king. He's like, hey, what's going on, king? Hey, king. You want to hop on my dick? Like, it's like, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. on my dick. <laughs> but even the villain is like, I'm going to fuck you, king. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like the villain LeBron James' son? No, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's the villain? I thought the villain was no, LeBron wait, James' no. son. I didn't Listen. save my character. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. No, literally, Don Cheadle plays the Warner Brothers algorithm. Like the Warner Brothers server personified. What? And he comes up with a marketing... This is He turns totally out movies. Yeah, he comes up with a marketing scheme and he's like, all right, LeBron, we're going to make you the face of Warner Brothers. And you're going to be in this movie, and you're going to do this. And it's going to be awesome. What do you think, LeBron? And LeBron's like, no, I don't want to do that. He's like, and then, it's just a yeah, bad idea. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just so a... funny. <laughs> and then and then the server, you know, Don Cheadle gets mad. So he sucks in LeBron and his son and uses uh, LeBron's son hatred towards his dad because his dad won't let him become a video game artist. He wants to go to E3 um, summer camp. Yeah, he wants to go to E3 summer Looney camp. Tunes aren't even in this shit, dude. No. Like, yeah, no. They, they don't, I don't think they come into the movie until like 40 minutes in. And yeah, I was going to say. Can hardly rem- I, unironically, like, it wasn't a Looney Tunes movie. It there had are only, nothing to do yeah, with them. <laughs> there are only two jokes that are funny and they're just Looney Tunes jokes. So why don't I just go watch Looney Tunes? You know what I mean? What were those like, two jokes? Okay, so one was when Martian, uh, I was going to say Martian Manhunter, when Marvin <laughs> the Martian shows up, right? Actually, both jokes involve Marvin the Martian. First, he's, like, going to shoot Bugs Bunny or LeBron or whoever with, like, a, 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 a gravity ray, right, to make them, like, float or whatever, to, like, tell them to fuck off. Whatever. It's a gravity ray. And it's he switches the gun. So it's, like, gra- so before it says gravity ray, it's, like, um fire ray whatever something something ray and then one of the things just says charles comma ray and i thought that was really funny <laughs> and you know Rachel, no yeah. that's not that funny <laughs> okay <laughs> relative to relative to everything else it's hilarious it's it was looney tunes for a moment it's a looney tunes yeah and then the other joke directly after that or no sorry directly before that is when he arrives in his spaceship and they're like oh my god who is it and the door and the the walkway comes down and like the door opens, but then another door opens and like ten doors open. <laughs> I just I don't know. I thought that was funny. Dude, I like the the one where this the skunk sexually harasses a woman. You remember that one? That it was a big controversy that the skunk was canceled from space. The skunk did get canceled. Yeah, that's true. Wait, what? <laughs> Pepe Pepe Le Pew. We have to censor that. I think um, we can't say his name. Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> Did they like edit him out of the movie? They just never put him <laughs> in because of. They leave a statement. Um, the implications. I don't. I, I could try to find it, but oh, like in the old. He cartoons. deleted his Twitter, so you can't find the statement anymore. <laughs> no, there's a website, bro. There's a website. <laughs> um, let's see. Pepe Le Pew won't be appearing in Warner Bros. Space Jam sequel. He tweeted some bad things. And then he directed... Picture of Epstein, I bet. Pepe was set to appear in a black-and-white Casablanca uh, cafe sequence. Pepe, playing a bartender, starts hitting on a woman at the bar. He begins kissing her arm, when she, which she pulls back, then slamming Pepe into the chair next to hers. She then pours her drink on Pepe, slaps him hard, 
sending him spinning in his stool, which is then stopped by LeBron James's hand. James and Bugs Bunny are looking for Lola, and Pepe knows her whereabouts. Pepe then tells the guys that Penelope Cat has filed a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> James makes a remark in the script that Pepe can't grab other tunes without their consent. <laughs> Upon This is real. Upon learning that her scene with Pepe was cut, Santa was upset, according to her spokesperson. Oh, I guess that's the actress. Um, the actress-singer has been a victim of sexual harassment and has spoken out against it. Um, yeah. So canceled pepe le pew was on the flight logs for epstein island <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god right next to bill gates <laughs> oh, we're gonna get we're gonna pepe get, le pew loose. actually has uh invested in chinese value research also Dude, so this podcast is going to get shut down so quickly. Yeah, I mean, they don't want you to know the truth. Have you seen his financial records? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Black Come money on. donations from Wuhan ID a year before the pandemic. ID 2020, look it up. Look it up. All right. Space Jam 2020. Space Jam 2020. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew funded microchip development. <laughs> Okay, do you guys think Rick Flag could still be alive after this movie? No. No. No, not at all. You don't no think they could bring they him back? Keep God, I hate when they do that. And Rick Flag alive. Yeah, no. I think Peacemaker is already sus, but the character was good enough, so it was like <laughs> the, you know, bring him back wasn't Peacemaker horrible. did have red in his suit. So. <laughs> but like if they brought back Flag, I feel like it would just demean the entire arc. Yeah, no, for sure. But that scene of the the shrapnel going into his heart, that shot. Oh, I mean, that was awesome! I forgot about that. That was insane, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm also that whole fight I, scene was sick. Evan, I, I, I'm I liked the scene with the helmet. I know you were saying something about it. I, don't I know just thought that no, I thought the shot like it turned out well, but it was just kind of like uh, I don't know, just a little like. Hey, look at this cool shot. Ooh, it's going weird perspective. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what it was. I agree. That's <laughs> why it's cool. like a, a comic book panel type moment, you know? It's like, like one of those yeah. full what pages. Part, part? The when when they're fighting in the reflection of the helmet. Oh. Well, well actually, it's not even that they're fighting. Like Peacemaker, I saw upon my rewatch, I you know, I looked a little closer. Peacemaker is just railing into flag at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of symbolic that, you know, it's the peacemaker helmet with the dove on it. Uh, but he's just fucking like that's true. railing this guy into a wall in the reflection. Yeah, and it's actually, like I didn't even think yeah. of that actually. The yeah. the helmet is so like untouched, you know. Like I noticed like, throughout the entire scene. Yeah, the entire helmet shot, Rick Flag doesn't fight back once. It's just peacemaker. Mm. Just that's actually that's, pretty cool. Yeah, that actually yeah. is pretty neat. Yeah. You know, it's funny, um, there's actually one character we haven't even brought up yet. Wait, 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 wait. Really quick. Hold on. Manny, go ahead, and then Long I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. Is this about the character you haven't brought up yet? I just wanted to say one more thing about Peacemaker. Oh, yeah, yeah do Peacemaker yeah. first. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. All, all I wanted to say is I, I really wanted to highlight this quote that I had pulled up The you know when they're entering the island and peacemaker says if this whole beach was completely covered in dicks and somebody said i had to eat every dick until the <laughs> beach was clean for liberty i would say no problemo that show is so funny and then 
you know, rat catchers, like, why would somebody <laughs> put penises all over the beach? And then Peacemaker's like, who knows why like- mad men do what they do? I thought that <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah, that, that made the joke. Delivery. Yeah, yeah, that really made the joke. <laughs> it's just yeah. great. I just wanted to bring that up before. Oh, yeah, he was just like, yeah. hilarious. John Cena is so good. You know that Lauga Mai video? <laughs> <laughs> he like really, he really performed it well though. It wasn't just the writing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like he did a pretty good. No, job. seriously, yeah, he did a good. Job. He has good like comedic timing for sure. That's why I'm excited for the HBO series. Anyway, is it going to be a comedy? It, I don't know. I I'm really sure it'll have it. some comedy in it. I think know? it'd be cool if he runs into another member of the Suicide Squad again. You know what I mean? Since he's well, you I know, they're him. they're contracting him to save the world, right? And it's the people that worked on Task Force X, maybe have yeah. a partner or something. No, yeah. I think it'd be cool if he you know, like there's like a sequence where he runs into I don't know. I guess Bloodsport would be the coolest, but not likely, I guess. Um The Peacemaker and the Rat Catcher too. That's the name of the show, I'm pretty sure. It's like it's it's True. <laughs> true. <laughs> that is the name of the show. True. I can confirm that <laughs> Manny, you were gonna say something before Evan was gonna say something. I think I know what Evan is about to get into, and I want to start it off. I mm-hmm. also think I know what Evan. Yeah, I think we need to get into. I, I hope we all know. I just want to say this. I this, hope we all remember the other character in the movie. <laughs> Milton. Milton. Fucking. Who? I'm doing the Who? joke again. All right. All right. Anyways. <laughs> So this guy, his first role was in The Dark Knight. And yes, I, that role yes, always stuck yes, out to me. Yeah. That, it was, it's like he a five-minute so good. This yeah. guy plays the perfect creep. And I also I did a little research on him. And he's he's like a real comic book nerd. So And I, I saw an interview with him. So when he got this role, like this was like a blessing to him oh, to yeah. have this part. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the polka dot man deserves at least 15 minutes of our time. <laughs> yes, sir. He's, uh, I, I mean, he's a great actor. It's come like a long way, dude. David yeah, dude. He's good in prisoners. Dude, he's in uh Twin Peaks. He's in Twin Peaks? He's in the Blade Return. Runner. Oh, okay. He's not like a huge character, but he's in it. Uh, yeah, actually that sounds seems familiar now. I mean, and once again you just come back to this thing where it's like I just realized really... he was an Ant Man also. I just wanted yeah, to say that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, they come. You come back to this thing where it's like they really made us care about the polka dot man. Did not see that going in. You know, I thought I thought he might have been the first to die. You know, yeah. just looking at the posters and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> the fact that it's cool. He has to yeah. like barf out polka dots. Oh, dude, that scene where his face is him. like all yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I thought the, the mom thing. The mom thing was hilarious. I don't know. I, I thought they shit. overused that joke. Yeah, I feel like they could have used it, like, the one first less. and second time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe the first and last time. I've, yeah, I think one last time. But, they're, you know, comedy. I remember me and Darren threes, audibly right? laughing, definitely, when he just said it in passing before they ever, like, did a visual joke with it. Yeah, yeah when he says, when if like, I think they're, if I act like they're my mom, then they're yeah, <laughs> then that was, like, yeah, I, The way his delivery was so perfect. It was hilarious. I was oh, like, dude, he seemed crazy. Where is she now? Movie. Where is she now? everywhere that was was good yeah that was good too yeah i mean i think like using the cgi mom in the last you know the star of fight scene was also good though because it it does like wrap up his arc well and with his death yeah i was pretty sad when he died 
Yeah. 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 I actually like yeah, did they by the end of the movie. You know, originally James Gunn has already said that uh, Ratcatcher 2 was supposed to die, but he changed yeah. his mind in the original script. I mean, I kind of like Polka Dot Man dying instead of Ratcatcher 2 because then you're interfering with like Bloodsport's whole yeah, arc. I, I agree. If he can't save her, then it's, you know, I don't know. It becomes kind of weird. And it's also like he, he finally is like, feels like he's what Pablo he never could have yeah. been, you know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he, they he didn't never really lived to up kill him to off. it. That's it, fair. This didn't really mean anything to me. It just seemed kind of tacked in for almost like a joke. Yeah, I feel like they, I wish they took it a little bit more seriously, I will say. But also, if his character comes full circle, right, and then he comes back or something, which I wish we didn't even have to think about, but I feel like you're always going to think about that now, right? It's like today, movie. it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I feel like it would have been like, what else does he have to do, you know? Because now he's... It, I felt like in that moment, he was finally, like, getting over this problem that he had, you know, that was at the core of his character. And to be fair, I feel like, you know, that, that core aspect was what made his character entertaining and also what made you care about him. So, but also, you know, they don't have to kill him, like Evan said. And I do feel like it was kind of played off as a joke. But the one aspect of it I still do like is, like, it sets up Starro to still be a threat. You know, it kills Star kills Polka Dot Man and then like drops a building on King Shark. You know, and it kind of like sets them back to, you know, fucking stage one in the fight. And I feel like that is important. Did they have to kill him? No. But also I think he would have been their strongest weapon in the fight also. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a problem with them being there. I kind of feel like in some ways his character was almost underutilized. Like, I feel like the the like the visual like imagery that you could just get out of the polka dots like they could have ramped it up and a bit more in my opinion it was almost like a little underwhelming <laughs> yeah i, th- I, I felt like, like they were like holding back because yeah. you could have just melted every enemy <laughs> honestly but that would have been like a diablo situation from the first diablo. <laughs> oh my god dude um I do like the scene where he, you know, accidentally detonates the explosives because his gut reaction is just kill the guys. And I feel like that it's like a small thing, but it made it it feels like something we'd do, you know, because he's kind of just like he's not like calculated like Bloodsport or Peacemaker. You know what I mean? Also, Milton just died. True. (laughs) (laughs) They did just kill Milton before that. Man. Why do they have a Latin tr- guy? Come on. You're just trying to help out. <laughs> I, um, let's talk, can we talk about Starro? Starro, let's talk about Starro. Uh, I thought, really good job with Starro making him actually look like creepy as fuck. Especially in that lab scene with the thinker, Peter Capaldi. He kind of went off. Uh, Manny, I know you're, you've seen some I'm of his doctors. I'm happy stuff. he's getting yeah. some work, you know. Um, any, any thoughts about Starro or the thinker or any of that? Um, I know I told Nabil this, but I heard some criticism, like, the only criticism at all that I'd heard of the movie from, like, reviewers, and they were still giving it very good reviews, was about the thinker being kind of there and, you know, them not doing enough with them. But I honestly did not feel that way. I feel, the, no. I feel that the thinker served the purpose that he had well, you know, because Sorrow is the villain. I think... Yeah. It worked well. He was there for exposition, setting up like the whole 
Mm-hmm. Like he was, and that's what Peter Capaldi's good at. If we, yeah. I mean, I know I don't think anyone else here has seen Doctor Who, but that's like his strong suit as an actor, from what I've seen from that, is like he just does a good job delivering exposition, and plus he gets to curse in this, you know, he gets to get some funny lines in there. Fucking Yankee! I don't even know what he's. Anyway, <laughs> fucking Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yeah, exactly. I can't do the the accent, so I was. Uh, yeah, neither can but... I. But it's it's a really good line. Unclutch your pearls, flag. Yeah. <laughs> um, thought that was good. I mean, also in that same scene, like I said, like the people sawed in half. Yeah, the starro, I was just gonna say this. The faces that are like fucked up. Like when they remove the starro from the face, and you see the fucking tendrils like attached to the, it's insane. I think that also is like why the rated R aspect yeah. is a a strong tool mm-hmm. for the movie. Is like, imagine if that had just been a PG thirteen scene, and they still want to show that. I feel like starro by nature can just be taken as like a goofy looking, you know, well, character. It's not it easy to do starro right and make you take him seriously as a threat. I think there are definitely still scenes where Star is presented to be kind of like funny, you know, and he's like coming out of the tower the way he's walking. Well, yeah, I, I think in a think different movie kind of point of it. Yeah, sorry. Exactly. I think it's still good, but like when you see the, the Starro, you know, the, the little Starro guys just mm-hmm. like melting people's faces or like Starro just turns the thinker into mush. I feel like that stuff is also, it, it makes it, I don't know. It makes it feel more dangerous, you know. Dude, it was, it was actually the, the characters. Uh, I was just gonna say, sorry. I was just gonna say, I think it was actually like kind of daunting. Oh, it was twofold. It was daunting when he released all the little stars in the first time, and they just were like, I guess you know, going back to birds, just flying like birds, and they fucking came at everyone. And it was cool how Bloodsport, everyone was like putting on a mask, yeah, but Bloodsport was just like shooting them. It's like a mask so. reference. Cover your face. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah they, don't cough without covering your mouth. Or don't take that as an open invitation to cough without covering your mouth. I feel like there is a, a few. Uh, predicted COVID. Yeah. <laughs> when was this written? Maybe it was I think written. his production was like right before COVID. Ah, Some of it was probably written during. He's talking, right? I've seen no. an Did it get pushed back? Well, I've seen an interview where he talked about how he had to edit it during COVID and it was hard because oh, okay. they were all in different houses and whatever. But, Interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought Starro was pretty good. I like all the rats. The yeah. swarm of rats at the end. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. I love I the music. The, the music was really good. In, this, in the whole movie, the music was really good. Soundtrack and uh, original score. Something I, I didn't mind personally, I didn't mind it, but I... I don't know. As it happened, I was like, I could see some people maybe not liking it. Was in the middle of that how they just cut to Ratcatcher and her father, which was, I mean, it's awesome because it's like a TD, right? But I don't know. I felt like it. It did feel like a little out of place. So I just went to that, but I still personally like it. Liked it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, at that point, I was invested yeah. in the character, you know. And oh yeah. Sure. On another note, I think. The whole thing with her father just being like addicted to heroin was insane. I like how um, the end <laughs> when they're like sitting on, what aren't they like sitting on top of a building, Ratcatcher and like the dad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just like has that like triumphant happy music, and it just yeah, like, that's the scene the I was talking just about. Just slowly pans away for like ten seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and then it cuts back to the the rats eating it kind of mirrors because (laughs) it's like you know they're showing it's obviously tying up her arc and then showing her father and like his love for his daughter and how she's like fulfilling his legacy you know as she's summoning all the rats but at the same time she's holding uh blood sport who has a fear of rats and also was afraid of his father but she's holding him you know what i mean so i think there's some, some imagery in that um also really insane how much emotion they were able to draw out of the scene where blood sport pets the rat oh yeah the last scene at the yeah, fi- yeah like at the finale of the movie like that actually felt like insane for how stupid that could come off if it was done poorly you know what i mean like they actually just built it up well and it actually felt like a seriously like fulfilling moment (laughs) i mean um speaking of the ending you know bloodsport makes that deal with amanda waller you know that he won't let the the files won't go public if he lets them go free and you know his daughter is safe and all that do you think that if there is another movie that's going to bite him, you think that Waller would straight up kill him or what, what do you think is going to happen? You think, I mean, I just want to, that that's also just for clarification, what I was referencing at the beginning of the podcast is I think like separate from what you're asking really quick. I think yeah. that I liked that. Cause you know, um, I think it's Harley who's like, like what, why don't like, what's like, we're not going to release it. You know, like, flag was our friend like i i cared about him he wanted to do the right thing i don't know i think it's cool because it's like bloodsport doesn't do the wrong thing but he doesn't do the completely honorable thing still um he's not there yet yeah but i think it would be interesting if that plays into a sequel yeah um connor you think you think there's going to be anything uh any anything good in the sequel you think there should be a sequel i don't know i don't think doing a sequel with like the same type of characters in the same like structure would be good but i think if they i don't know like branched off into some of the different characters maybe like not even necessarily ones in that movie but just like into different like you know maybe more niche like dc comic lines and stuff yeah if i were to watch like if i were to watch a suicide squad sequel i'd hope it would be one that like introduces us to just a new cast of characters yeah instead of you know dwelling on I think ones. it would be cool if it focused on a new cast, really. but maybe you see some of these characters again to some capacity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could know, sprinkle like, in like a couple of them. It'd be kind of yeah, funny. Yeah. Also, though, so you wouldn't. Harley hold... Quinn across all of them is like a oh, classic. Yeah. She's not going anywhere. I'll say it. I would watch a King Shark solo movie. I absolutely would. They definitely I'd set watch up his any of these with movies. a lot of emotion. That's what I'm saying. Like all the characters were done so well, I'd watch more of them in any capacity. I agree. I th- I will say though, in terms of a Suicide Squad movie, I-, I think Harley, you can still put in there, and it works because you know it's Harley Quinn. Her character is always going to be getting into trouble, and I think it would make sense that she ends up back as part of this task force mm-hmm. for one reason or another. But like, I feel like you'd hope that with what Bloodsport did and, you know, the, the development and the arcs that Bloodsport and Ratcatcher at the least would not be back in this position where they have to be part of the Suicide Squad themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, like, I definitely, though, in some capacity, would like to see more of the characters. I 100% agree. I think the concept of Bloodsport, like, shooting Superman with a kryptonite bullet, you know, that seems so cool. Yeah, I, I, that's something I'd love to see, man. But yeah. also... But I think it's like, good left up to the imagination. I was going to say, yeah, the concept of it just being, 
something you see in your head is also pretty cool. So really well done. Um, originally, they released some uh, Suicide Squad behind the scenes stuff. And some people picked up this thing where they were showing some footage of the original like writer's room. And they're showing some concept art on the screen. And you can see in the screen, uh, you know the shot where the title, the title card comes up with Suicide Squad and it's the second team on the beach. It's the same shot. But instead of Bloodsport, it's Deathstroke who's there. So oh, interesting. apparently originally he wanted it to be Deathstroke. And then they were going to do Deadshot. But then Will Smith had scheduling issues anyway before they could even negotiate with him to be in it. And then Idris Elba was going to just play Deadshot. But then they decided that that shouldn't be it for A, creative purposes, and B, in case Will Smith ever did want to return as a dead shot, so then they chose Bloodsport. So, <laughs> yeah, nice. I like them not just recasting Deadshot. It would have felt a little weird. Also, though, I weird. think it would have further removed itself from the first movie, which I wouldn't have minded. Yeah. But there's still that weird thing, though, you know, where they're like, "Oh, it's still in the same like timeline technically." So then I'd be like, "I don't know." It'd be like kind of like muddling this thing where it's like, "Oh, now we're supposed to take Deadshot like more serious." You know what I mean? It'd be like dependent. Mm-hmm. On, I don't, it would just be confusing, and I wouldn't know how much they're trying to keep from it. You know, mm-hmm. Deathstroke is just a cool character, but I feel like it would have led to a different kind of arc. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, Bloodsport is like so much less known that yeah, no. yeah. it gives you like this blank slate to go in. You don't really have that many perceptions about the character at all, even as a, you know, even as their mm-hmm. villain or anti-hero counterpart, let alone the actual like person behind the suit character. Um, I think that was just a strength of literally every character in the movie, you know, like, yeah, obviously it's like kind of funny because these are all kind of like B list characters from the comics you know like poke it up man like it's ridiculous that they or like rat catcher that they like made the characters feel so emotional right i feel like at least that's how it seems to me someone who hasn't read into these characters in the comics i'm sure they do have serious roles in them but you know what i mean from an outside perspective they're kind of just like ridiculous characters that seemingly design wise didn't age well mm-hmm. but i don't know just the, the fact that they're like not well known is such a strength of the movie. I, I think Harley Quinn was still good, but yeah, I don't know all the other and, characters. Um, that was not to go in but... circles, but like speaking of Bloodsport, I thought his suit and like the tech was so cool. The way that it all just came off his suit, you know, oh, like yeah. the mask goes on and off. The way he creates the weapons. Yeah, like this. Th- like I'm, I'm sure this is what you're referencing. But like the scene where he's yeah. like just about to shoot Starro and he pulls off like all the individual all the pieces and like builds a yeah. big ass gun. I actually yeah. also, as part of that behind the scenes thing, I think this is also a testament to a lot of the movie is this, you know, like when he's shooting Starro and the gun's like spinning and all the attachments are on it. That was a real gun. They used a real prop. It's not CGI. Like you can really? see the video. Awesome. It's just like spinning. And I think, and they also talk about it in this like five minute video where he's like, yeah, we did as much practical stuff as we could. And it's, he literally said, it's like, it's the most practical work I've done in any movie I've made any like big budget movie I've made. Um, Damn. so that's why I think it, it helps a lot it makes the locations more grounded all the explosions are actually real you know what I mean I think it works really well and what CGI like needs to be CGI you know what I mean when it comes to the gore and obviously like crazy stuff like Starro and all that it's a good balance King Shark why, yeah. he, why can they actually uh... what the fuck <laughs> pretty fucking 
miss anything? Um, oh, quite a bit. the chapter, the different titles throughout the movie. Oh, I was actually going to say something about that. That was awesome, dude. Yeah, I really felt that. like a different, like, I said this to Darian at the time, I think. Like, it felt like a different comic issue each time. You know what I mean? Uh, it was just, it was great. I, uh, I felt like it was very unique. And I saw with Evan the Green Knight the day mm. before, and it has a similar say, yeah. kind of thing. That Lots of titles. I think both of them did really well in creating these kind of like um you know little like uh, chapters or whatever yeah yeah or like, like mirrors the written source material mm-hmm. and conveys that aspect in the of same the way how the green knight is like based on like a fable yeah like mm-hmm. this being based on comic books that like i think it was pretty fucking cool it didn't seem like it was just like done for no reason and speaking of like the practical effects it blends with that too like the one that says jodenheim it's like all the steel pipes oh yeah that one and they pan over it and it like uh, i guess it's actually actually it looks like it's real yeah no it it definitely was and it was insane also because it was like it wasn't like they just put a bunch of pieces of metal together to create the 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 letters on like a one-dimensional plane right they were like set yeah exactly and i think that made it so much cooler like even like the one where they're going down to harley in the hole when she's tied up and like you see that shot of the roots and they're spray painted mm-hmm. that was practical you know and i think they did a really good job of making it look like roots but then also the the spray paint looked you know it helps yeah, it and i would out. say it just all, of awesome. the, all the titles looked like they blended pretty well they're not jarring oh yeah the the toilet seat one at the beginning oh, i will yeah. say that one was at first hard for me to read but i did they did leave it there for long enough for me to realize oh this is a title you know and i think like you said it just blended well it wasn't like Mm -hmm. i don't know it was a cool way to do it the smoke one i know we also talked about after the movie was cool yeah um what was the there was one other one i think did you mention the rooftop one i've been blanking out for like a second yeah the yeah one um the star room Versus the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, that just yeah. felt that just felt awesome. Yeah. Oh, there was the one in the dirt, and then Polka Dot Man falls face first into it. That one was also even the sick. ones that are like eight minutes later and ten minutes before. Mm-hmm. I think normally in the in <clears throat> movies, I you hate that. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it works well in this. It actually like keeps you focused on the characters at the right time and. I don't, look, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I think it just was executed well. I never, I never like, I'm like, oh my god, what is, you know, why are we going back? You know what I mean? It all yeah, feels compelling. I, I actually works. like how they kind of structure the first act, where kind of you, you, you see like the, you have that big fake out with the kind of second team going in at the beach, and mm-hmm. then you get another fake out where you kind of like. Or, it's not really fake it, but I, I just kind of like how it's structured, how you see that first, and then you go back in time to before the mission. I think that's what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. You go back three days, see how the second team got formed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, it's funny because like, I, I love seeing, like, I, I remember just one thing was, like, <laughs> fucking Pete Davidson after you see his face get blown off it's like you just see him being an asshole yeah it's hilarious and, uh, and I was gonna say like the time jump at the last act too where you like 
the bombs go off early. Then you see how they go off early. Then that leads into the peacemaker. True. Oh yeah. yeah, I forgot. I thought that was really good. That was done really well too. Yeah, yeah, pretty fun. <laughs> Overall, I'd and, say is a very fun movie. Yeah, and I think the last thing that I want to mention, I think we covered. I, I think that I personally have covered what I wanted to say, but the setting, you know, Cordo Maltese, the uh, the whole like island vibe. And it has like that city, the and the nightclub scene. Um, mm-hmm. It feels very like uh, like seventies, eighties, you know, kind of action movie type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it said that they at that in the credits. I think they filmed in New Zealand at some parts, but like a lot of the the like real locations, obviously. I, but the beach was definitely like Panama. I know they said Panama was a big one. Yeah, like I don't know. I just think all of the. The places they filmed at that weren't green screened in, right, obviously, mm-hmm. were really nice. And they felt like cohesive as their own uh, location. Yeah, any, any other thoughts? What you guys, you know, just think of the movie overall? Um, yeah, who wants to go first? I like. You like? I like. We're we all doing King Shark speak now. <laughs> I, um, Four out of five stars. The letterbox review. I forgot about that shit. I give it a. Uh, then use letterbox for one night and quit. Bro, so I got. I got addicted to that man. That's <laughs> if I were to rate it, I'd give it probably a seven out of ten. I think that's what I gave it on letterbox. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like for what the movie was, I feel like it was perfect. Which sounds stupid, kind yeah. of. But no, I I I agree. Like. I think for a superhero movie, it's near perfect. Yeah, it was definitely four and a half stars. Best superhero movie I've seen since in a long. Time. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even know I mean, what the. I I legitimately can't think of the last one that has me coming out of it, not only wanting to watch it again but wanting to talk about it. You know, like just thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like it stays on your mind versus like, oh, gotta go see this. You know, you hate to say it, but you get. Seeing the Marvel movies throughout the years felt like a task at times, you know? Yes, yeah. I um, think the original Guardians is the last superhero movie that I watched Probably came out of it, like... Also directed by no. James Gunn. Yep. Exactly. For me, I think Ragnarok and this are the Ragnarok two that made me actually hype to see too. more and wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Thor Love and Thunder is probably the only thing I legitimately just want to see outside of, oh, I want to know what happens in the MCU. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. now I just wow. want to see whatever James Gunn does next, whether it's Guardians yeah, exactly. or more more Suicide Squad stuff. Whatever. You can make all the offensive tweets he wants. Just keep giving us. Uh... Have you guys seen, like, any of his other movies? Um, I know that people have Scooby-Doo. talked a lot about uh, the the. Superman, kid one, horror movie, Brightburn, right? Slither, I hear is another good one. I've only seen the Scooby-Doo live-action movies, True. and they are phenomenal. So, Oh, he did those? That's, yeah, I thought, he did. Okay, he that's insane. Yeah, I loved those movies as a kid. That's awesome. Wait, he, uh, did he direct those? No, he just wrote them. He wrote them. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, I've seen the Belko experiment, and I didn't know he was involved in that. I think... Yeah, it seems it definitely has a James Gunn vibe to it. Yeah, no, I mean Michael Rooker. He didn't direct it, evidently. So he got a different director. I'm assuming he wrote it in that case, but 
Yeah, the movie's pretty good. I haven't seen it in a long time, but... Um, Connor, any final thoughts? I know we didn't get to hear from you. I think that the movie was quite solid. I honestly, like, it wasn't, like, anything crazy. Like, I wouldn't say it's my favorite movie of all time. Or even, like, a 10 out of 10. But, like, I had no complaints. I genuinely just enjoyed watching it and thought it was good. Yeah, that's kind of what I took away from it. It didn't, like, blow me away or anything, but... I honestly... I feel like it blew me away in terms of it being a DC movie, and uh, it was a well-needed change for DC. Yeah, I think it blew me away on many levels. Just like you said, just was needed. Feels good, and unironically, I've said this multiple times, like probably on Letterboxd or wherever else. But seriously, gives me hope. You know, I hope. I mean, I just haven't seen a movie that's come out in the past. Like, I mean, not, not counting COVID. I don't know, I just haven't watched a movie in a long time that's actually made me feel, like, positively surprised, you know, and, like, exceeded expectations. To be fair, I didn't have huge expectations, but the reviews definitely made me have high expectations going into it. Oh, it was yeah, surprising. I was still, yeah. like, wow, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I, I hope Warner Brothers learns from this. I hope all companies learn from this, you know. Um, just make let people make what they want you know what I mean? That's really the the big takeaway for me. And see it in IMAX. And see it in I'm okay. IMAX. I'll I'll I will promote IMAX for free. Seriously, IMAX unironically blew my mind away. Right. Yeah, I've saw, I saw the movie twice. Nabil saw the movie twice. Yep. I, I would totally like to this. see it again. I saw it in the theater normally the second time and in IMAX the first time with Nabil, and it was like noticeably. This sounds ridiculous. This is like the first movie I've seen in IMAX in probably like literally six years. And it felt noticeably less enjoyable to watch in the regular theater. Like I was actually able to notice like the, the, the lighting and the color balance actually looked trash compared to an IMAX. I'm sure it looks good on like digital, like on your computer, what I mean by that. I'm sure it looks great on that. But like it's just something about watching... It, in the normal theater after watching IMAX, would maybe IMAX even more so just color. <laughs> yeah, well, they're supposed it to have has... brighter colors because it has like more. Oh, is it? Like, it's just higher resolution. I don't think I've ever actually. Oh, okay, I didn't think I've seen an IMAX movie. Like in the I had only theaters. seen one it's just like randomly when I was younger because they only had it in IMAX. It might have been literally like Avengers or something ridiculous. Like you know what I mean? Like big movie. You know, because AMC only has one IMAX theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, just... when we watched Suicide Squad, they didn't have it that night. They did not have it in a regular uh, theater. They just no, they only did. had it in the IMAX, right? They did. I just chose IMAX. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but also, like, the sound. I mean, again, it sounds like we're doing a commercial, but <laughs> I actually felt immersed <laughs> with the sound. No, the, the sound yeah, was like, amazing. And yeah. it. Either way, my I guess the point I was trying to make there, like a second ago, was that like you like if Suicide Squad was in IMAX then and when I went to see it, none of the other movies were. So it, like I guess it makes sense that you haven't seen IMAX movies, and also it's more expensive. So like why would you? But honestly, I think it's like a no brainer if you like once you see one, especially if you've so- seen a movie in a regular movie theater like side by side like in the same like week, it's it's noticeably worth yeah. it. Definitely. I don't know. I feel like insane for saying that, but it really adds to the yeah, experience. Definitely. Highly recommend IMAX. For anything. Yeah. And with this I movie specifically, 
if for some reason you listen this far in general because no one listens to these this far but also if you listen to this far and haven't seen the movie and are somehow still listening to it see it in theaters don't watch it on hbo it's worth it on hbo you give yourself an excuse to get out three times during the movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true honestly like after watching so many movies like with like hbo just on my couch I do definitely, like, miss parts just from being distracted. More, I'm more inclined to, like, just, you know, use my phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think think about with the IMAX thing, just to go back really quick. These movies now are <clears throat> being shot on IMAX cameras. So it makes sense that they would translate better on an IMAX system versus a normal one. You know what I mean? When they're literally shot with IMAX cameras. I also saw something interesting. Evan, I don't know if you know, like, it's called, like, a red... Mm-hmm. I don't know the full name, like a red, they call it like the red camera. Yeah, yeah. It's this yeah. new camera uh, system. That's the reason why in the movie that it it's able to jerk around really quickly and it still maintains like the composure and everything. Dude, yeah, I've watched like a, a video of one of those cameras. Yeah, apparently it's a very new camera. I didn't know about it. Wait, but red They room? talked about that. What's it called? The it's red like room? Red cameras. <laughs> we can put yeah, a link on the red filmatic Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we'll put a red room link on Instagram. You right? have a red room that you run, right, Nabil? <laughs> Oh wait, yeah. shit! Um, <laughs> just cut that. <laughs> you have a. Don't forget to cut that. Yeah, I won't forget. That. Winner of the giveaway gets to use the red room. Whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say, is there like a secret giveaway or a message in this secret giveaway? At the end? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> is there a secret giveaway? Yeah, there you go. So to, to win the giveaway, you actually have to type "secret giveaway," but you have to do it with the you know like capital lowercase yeah, capital boy. lowercase. Um, and then do hashtag. <laughs> and then hashtag red room. <laughs> Hopefully we don't get flagged for that. I'm so confident challenge. that no one's going to do this as usual that I'm willing to take that risk. So that's the Okay, giveaway. well, what is the giveaway going to be for? It's going to be for a... Blu-ray DVD. <laughs> what if what if we take oh. them to see the movie in IMAX? Okay, yeah, I mean if they do it quickly enough, yes, we will take you to see the movie in IMAX. Four if you months do it. later. <laughs> Four months later, and it's like you Evan. gotta watch it at Frank's <laughs> theater. <laughs> yeah, come on. So based on the time frame, it'll either be a Blu-ray DVD if it's in, you know in like three weeks, and for some reason it's not playing. But hopefully it's before that. But not a Blu-ray DVD it. of uh, the Suicide Squad. Just a random, like, $5 no. bargain bin DVD. No, one that I already own that I want to get rid of, yeah. Well, no, it could be a, a Blu-ray like, copy of the original of Suicide oh. Squad. <laughs> yeah, you can, just so you can remember how fucking good this Actually, one is. Actually, that's a great idea. I will send you a copy of the Suicide Squad. There you go. Go watch this movie, and then if you if you enjoyed it enough to watch the podcast, you can see how bad the first one was. Just... Exactly. <laughs> really make you appreciate so, your life more. I once again will repeat it. Type secret giveaway with the uppercase lowercase thing, and hashtag secret red room giveaway. on the filmatic podcast Instagram. Yeah, just whisper it in the comments. Red room. <laughs> hashtag it's like an... red room. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys. The Suicide Squad. Whoa, episode. wait, hold on, hold yeah, up. Hold Don't on. fucking come to Tropical Smoothie. Do not come to Tropical Smoothie. If you come to Tropical Smoothie, I will personally smack the shit out of you. <laughs> it, hap- it actually happened to one of the film today. That's why they're not here. Um, that is a promise. 
Can we promote some? Major- hit I was, was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. Yeah, well, 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 all right, all right. What were you saying, Manny? Someone hit Ben Hardfixing hard, hard at the. The groovy smoothie or whatever. <laughs> Dude, I gotta say, I just want to say, it feels kind of cool to work at a smoothie place, just because of like, I feel like there's always like a smoothie place in shows that I watched as a kid, like Ben Ten. You know, they had like iCarly. Uh, what was it, Mister Smoothie? Yeah, yeah. And then iCarly, they had the, the groovy smoothie. Bro, you know, there was another chain smoothie restaurant. Don't oversell it. <laughs> oh, no, man. There's like this mystique. I, I've been fucking programmed by. by- yeah, customer service. Sell stuff service. on a stick now. I could be T. Yeah, I could be Tebow if I got <laughs> a fucking stick and like didn't always feel like shit while working my minimum wage tier job. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I can aspire to, and that's awesome. <laughs> so, who wants to promote something? Takeaway. Right? Red room. Red room. <laughs> Manny, you want to promote red rooms? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm good. Manny Ray wants to promote red rooms. Put that on, <laughs> on the transcript. What is a red room? Uh-huh. All right, let me let me give my explanation of a red room. There's going to be a lot of bleeps. I'm so sorry. So. <laughs> you can just cut this whole part out, but I just need to explain it to Casey. All right. I'll try to make it faster. Your editing's easier. Basically, Casey, whether or not this is a real thing that you can access is up <laughs> to you to decide. But there are... Things called red rooms <laughs> on the deep web that are essentially live streams where extremely wealthy people oh. spend money to have uh, essentially chat interactions with a streamer who is normally torturing a person or doing something extremely fucked up. You know, like, uh, oh, you know, you know just like $20,000 to fucking cut off that person's hand live on the stream. That's like, uh, you know. It's like Twitch priming, essentially. That's so Streamer sick. says your name, but you see, nah, this is like I'll, this is I'll carve I... your name into a human's fucking body <laughs> instead. This is why we need a conspiracy podcast on the Filmatic Network, hosted by Darian. Okay, I've proposed True. this before. It would be incredible. Conspiracy, conspiracy attic, conspiracy. I mean, we already teased it with my my Josh Trank conspiracy, right? That's what I'm saying. We're laying all the seeds here, and then you're gonna get your own solo movie tier, you know? Um, get my own Disney Plus show. <laughs> we'll work on that. So Manny's plugging Red Rooms. Evan, you have anything you want to plug? No. Okay. <laughs> Burnout. Uh, oh, oh really quick. I know I already unplugged <laughs> Tropical Smoothie, <laughs> but I just wanted to say. Uh, yeah, no, no, I forget it. <laughs> you, it's not worth it. Did you it. want to say it? I did. I have an idea. I, I really mean, did want to say it. Can you say it? it but... And if we don't want to put it in, we can get rid of it. I guess. I was just going to say I've been uh, working yeah. on this project okay. with my school. And uh, <laughs> just forget it, man. It's uh, <laughs> It's not important. No, what? You need to fucking say it now. What the fuck is this? I was just going to say, I've been working on this project. You know, we started a a GoFundMe to help uh, support low-income families. And, uh... Oh, I think I see where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) But you sound like you were laughing at it, Miguel. (laughs) Finish it. I I can't do this. I can't do this. Finish it. We need to move on. We need to move on. 
Okay. So, Connor, is there something maybe you wanted to plug here? Uh, yes, I've got uh, on Apple Music, Spotify, all that uh, Burnout uh, first single coming out the 29th, and my debut album coming out either on the 29th or at some point after that. I don't know yet. Sound a little Kanye. <laughs> It'll be out before Donda, I can tell you that much. Will there be like a watch or listening, a listening party? Yeah. Apple Music is hosting it. In the Pineview Auditorium, <laughs> we're going to have a... He's done tyricals. <laughs> right. I have to cut that out. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, so that might sorry. be one of the best jokes of all time. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. As Connor is levitating in the, <laughs> in the fucking auditorium. <laughs> maybe I'll leave it in. Maybe I'll Santa leave it in. Oh, God. That was incredible. <laughs> I don't know how I even thought of that. I'm pissed I didn't think of that. Anyway, Burnout oh, album coming soon. Also, we're going to be playing some Burnout for the intro and outro of the podcast. So oh, if snap. you guys like it, yeah, if you guys like it, go ahead and check that out on the 29th. Or after. We'll see what happens. Put it in a playlist and just have it on repeat while you sleep. Yeah, actually, that would really help us. Um, Unironically do that, please. (laughs) There you go. Um, And I think that's... uh, Casey. Yeah, well, (laughs) alright. Who? (laughs) Uh, Milton. I'm going to promote... Tell them about D's. D's... Noof. Someone is supposed to like say what? What? What are you talking about? Well, they can look it up. You know? D's, I mean, <laughs> look into these. Yeah, I guess you know. I won't. I won't get into tell it. Do your own research like, on these. We're not, we shouldn't have to tell I you. you it's like into. you know, like this Darian project. I, I won't. I won't get into it. You, you really want to know what I was gonna say? All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Please. Yes. Do you really want to hear it? I wanted yes. to skip it, but if this is the way you're gonna act about it, Casey, all I was gonna say is that there's. Hundreds of children in Sarasota that have an inoperable disease. <laughs> what? It's. <laughs> oh, I see. What do they have? It's called. Look, it's called these, but. <laughs> it's called, uh. Sawcon? Do they have Sawcon? <laughs> no, no, no. Wow. No, it's not. It's much on. more serious. It's uh, it's called. <laughs> See, the thing is, I can't even act like I I'm above you. I can't even talk about it. I can't, I can't act like I'm above this after I did the tyricals joke. So. <laughs> it's so sad. I can't. It's called Slobberon. <laughs> what? Oof. I wonder if this will make the specific <laughs> child named Harry Stan. Harry. <laughs> will this make the director's cut? We'll see. <laughs> Tell them about Harry. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for listening to Filmatic Podcast Season 4 premiere. We've got a lot more coming your way soon. A lot of great movies to talk about. Green Knight. Yeah, a lot of great movies. <laughs> it's free guy. Free oh yeah, guy. actually, I do want to see free guy. Free guy looks I, so Joker. I will see free guy, dude. Looks hilarious. Free guy looks very good.
Um, but there's a lot to lot to love, lot to lot to love. Lot to stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned too. All right. So let's do this one by one from bottom to top. Evan. We're doing like uh, barbershop quartet. We're gonna do a little post credit scene. Oh wait, barbershop quartet. Right. Okay. Evan. Connor. No one else apparently. It's just me and Evan. Look at these fucking idiots. <laughs> they walked right into it. I got him. Slobberon. Jesus. All right, I'll do everyone's Will outro. You been. <laughs> You've been listening to Casey, Manny Ray. You guys want to give like little like catchphrases yeah, as yeah, I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I walked into that one. I'll admit. Um, Listen, Manny. there's hundreds of children in Sarasota <laughs> with lick my. Okay, okay. I, I a specific, it. a specific serious case Read that my title. class has been focused on no, is named no, no, Harry. No. <laughs> and. <laughs> He's, he is in such joke. late guys... stages of the disease that they just refer to him as Lick My Harry. No more outro. You guys have ruined the outro. No, no, we need right. catchphrases, man. Okay, all right, last time. Yeah, but last try. Are you dumb? Is that your catchphrase? Stupid. Yeah, that's mine. I'm done. Okay, I'm dumb. Evan, what's your catchphrase? Refrain, refrain. Yeah, Acceptable. Burnout. Yeah. It's uh, Darren. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Casey. She like the way that. I... <sighs> and I've been the real like truth. The way that I do. Dear. Nabil, yeah, you fuck with the woo. Can you actually not joke about that? That's offensive to my. Dear what? And with that noise, that means that for today we are done, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, thank you so you. much no, no, for joining. No, now we're not okay. Muting you. <laughs> you don't get to. You don't get to do that, buddy. All right. I think you're big shit with the album and everything. All right, ready. And fucking press the. Sophia, button. if you're still oh, listening. Oh, Sophia, I hope you. Know what you've done. Hope you're happy. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just kidding. I am <laughs> in love with you. What did you do, Sophia? Seriously though, Sophia, thank you for the suggestion like eight months ago when you when you sent me that message. I really appreciated it. I once again question why you would message me about the content of the podcast but not comment on the giveaway. It's a little sus if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But um Nah, Sophia was at Med Bay. <laughs> <Too scary. laughs> All right, everyone, say bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye. bye. He's done too.